0: some percussion in yeah. there
1: yeah <laughs> yeah um, th- thank you happy 50th to you as well oh, oh, gosh, we we you. did it everybody We
0: did it some of so you many people said we couldn't <laughs> everyone medieval.
1: uh did you were you one of them no hmm
2: no, I don't want no,
1: to elaborate on that <laughs> 50 no, episodes was, in and no, it's not just
2: also, not a
1: yes and, w- <laughs> but instead just a just, nope. Nope.
2: nope. Uh, I will say I, I don't think I had very many expectations when we started. Was it what March, February? It was around March.
1: Mm-hmm. We started yeah. recording episodes in March and yeah. released the first one. Uh, at the end of the, that month, I believe okay. I'll let you know in just a second. you
2: know if you join our um our f- fan club, um we're hosting a live stream birthday party on the our birthday, so you can join us for that if you want for the small price of <laughs> to be hundred and eleven dollars in shipping and handling. <laughs>
1: We will even send you a gift, but you have to promise to send us one. It's going to well. be a pineapple. S-
2: That's what the gift is. Just we'll you. send
1: you a pineapple. You send us something else. A
2: pineapple. Um, um, yes. Yeah, so oh, well, I... they have to
1: send us a pineapple.
2: Absolutely, yes. Um, <laughs> Why don't
1: we all just buy our own pineapple?
2: We could do that, but it would be less whimsical. Um, yeah, okay. I think when we started, I didn't really have very many expectations. Like, I think I was just in it, like, one episode at a time. And yeah. he- here we are, fifty episodes later, and like five thousand minutes of recording later, and
1: yeah, about to be six thousand after this.
2: <laughs> yup. <laughs> so happy fiftieth! Uh,
1: yes, thank you. I remember the first one. We didn't. We we had come up with the concept mm. like merely a week, maybe oh, before yeah. we actually did it.
0: Oh yeah, we jumped uh, right in.
1: We had talked about doing a podcast for like six months mm-hmm. before that, but then you came up with the idea of the itineraries. We jumped in, and then we had so much fun doing that one that I think we recorded the next night again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I made you, I made you do that one about movies, but <laughs> maybe no, no. I think I think, I think that, that one, one was, was a recorded later. later. Yeah, yeah. It was just our second episode because we re- released it right mm-hmm, away, mm-hmm. but. But yeah, no. It's been it's been so much fun.
2: Has it? A highlight of the year. Has it met your expectations? Did you have expectations going in? I'm,
1: I'm not sure. I've, I'm not sure I had expectations. Um, there, there are episodes that have really surpassed my expectations, and mm-hmm. in, in being like that's one of the one of my favorite things that I've put out as a. Uh, I don't think artist is the right word in this, creator. in this scenario.
0: Creator. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: As a content creator, it's been, there's been a few episodes where I've, even, even like right after we're done, I'm like, wow, that, that felt good. Um, That's interesting, isn't it? It is, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like any other podcast that I've ever done, there's also episodes where it's like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, <laughs> we put in, we put, we put in our C plus night we and made it through." <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. But but there's been there's been more of the the high end mm. than I probably ever anticipated. Uh, I don't I don't know if I've gotten better at this over the years and and you're you have. Uh, uh, I I hate to, I hate to say this because <laughs> mm-hmm. you'll fight me on it uh-huh. you have a more um well you're you're here this is how I'll say it you're more of a theater kid mm. so yeah. it makes sense that this is right up your alley mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I always knew you'd be good at it mm. Aww,
0: thank
1: um, you. I don't I don't know why you picked me to do it with but but here we are. <laughs>
2: I just, I, I think a few things, a few things. Um, I totally agree that there are times where we'll finish an episode and I'm like, that one, that one was really good. It's funny to me that that also happens when we are more or less intoxicated. There is no correlation. <laughs> it really just no, has there really to do isn't. with like whatever topic we're on. But I do find that really interesting. It's not later in reflection or after listening back to it it's like immediately after where like that one was really
0: really good so yeah i think that's I really
2: interesting um what are your top like i don't know couple that come to mind of are we gonna do
1: this after every 50 yeah, um,
2: it's a good self-reflective ep- uh, uh, exercise you know
1: just for the record, we might talk about this in the next episode too. I think it's an ask me anything. I'm not, I have like a vague re- recollection of us talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we aren't that we aren't we aren't that conceited. I don't think, mm. but um, but we will talk about <laughs> we will talk about our favorite things we've ever done. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Two episodes in a row. Yeah. Um, the Camino episodes. Uh, yeah. Were both uh, two of my favorites heard... and two that I felt best about uh we bring up chicago all the time mm-hmm. that was a lot of fun yeah. uh i think i worked really hard on the gang of youths episodes mm-hmm. and felt really good about yeah those and um and more recently i i do i think that the church one has drawn more reaction than um than pretty much any episode which makes sense it's a hot topic mm-hmm. uh but i i do feel good about what we said and and as always you end it and you're like ah, oh, i wish i would have said mm-hmm. that or i wish i would have added that in or been or clarified a little bit more on this point but at the end of the day i'm, I'm proud of uh, of that one too so yeah. um I, I do think i do think that the little ones where we just have fun with each other um whether that's uh, like the the debate it to me that we just released a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. or or um, or the the dumb ask me anything episodes, I, I have those are when I have the best time. I'm not sure they're as good as other things we put out, but I have I have a lot of fun doing those. I really, How about you?
2: I really like that there are episodes at the very start when we first started that yeah. are some of our favorites. And kind of in the middle and more recent, like to me, that shows that like when we got onto this and we started, it just clicked right away, you know, like it was fun. It was easy. We put work in and we put time in, but like it was fairly natural to just do it. But I do think there also has been a growth and a development along the way. And, and which I think just comes, especially, like, I've never podcasted before. Like, there's been lots of times where I've been in front of a microphone and shit comes out. But, like, I've never podcasted before. So, I think there has been some growth and development there. And we're having to really think outside the box now with some of our episodes. Because, of course, when you're 50 in, you know, you've you've already had 50 ideas. You have to come up with more ideas. Right. But I think... Topically, the escapism episode is one of my favorite, yeah. and I think that's just uh, in a topic that I just love to, to talk about anyway. So I think that's why I really enjoyed it. But yeah, the Camino episode so so good. Um, I really I really think it's it's fun for us to do our our itineraries, but then when we do these kind of pop culture episodes, it gives us that room. To just talk about things that we're just interested in, and I just really like that. I like that there's both sides of that coin. So.
1: I agree. Mm. The, I, I'm glad we. I'm glad we we do those. Yeah, uh, yeah. For a while, it, that when we first thought up the idea, it wasn't always uh, that it was that wasn't always included. Mm. We knew we wanted to do it somehow, but uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you. One of my favorite parts about doing this for. These first 50 has has been um, how how it's grown my confidence and in, in other artistic endeavors that I have and and I'm proud of what I've been able to do with those too and and um, it's given me courage whether that's you or whether that's knowing people are listening on here and and enjoy the show or or just trusting my own abilities it, it's been it's meant a lot to me so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, seeing yourself uh, grow a little bit is is always nice, especially when it leads to something productive in in another field. Mm, so
2: yeah, and I think now yeah. is a good opportunity just to say thank you to like all the people that have emailed and follow us on Instagram and interact with us and message us and tell us you know oh I listened to this or da da da. It really means a lot. I don't think I really anticipated that people would have the response that they did. And granted, most of it is people that know us, but I think it's really, really cool to me that people are engaging with us over this project not just because they know us but because they really like what we're doing whether that yeah
1: that means a lot
2: emails from you know Ezra and from Kurt or you know Instagram messages and Kurt's been making all these memes for us which I love or Sophie telling us what she does when she listens to the podcast you know where she's cleaning her room or you know whatever it is that she's doing um you know and your mom emailing and my mom emailing and my mother-in-law emailing like it's just been Don't forget about so Matthew. much fun and Matthew of course yeah. Um, like, it's, hi, Matthew. Um, it's just been so much fun in kind it of adds. an unexpected way. So thank you, everyone.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. We, I don't, do you consider yourself a mushy person?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I do not know if you did or not, because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you have kind of, sometimes I think you try to put up like a hard exterior it's and sometimes t- you don't.
2: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm um,
1: mushy. I'm a very mushy person, so I try I try to hold off on doing those things. Like it's a, it's a very conscious thing, but knowing that uh, knowing that people are listening, knowing that people actually like it means a lot. And we're gonna we're gonna do this over the next few episodes. We're gonna tell people what it means to us, and um, I I think that's important to do, no matter if you're talking about uh, trip it to me specifically or just. Telling a friend you care and love them. Mm, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Again, thank you all. And with that, this is Trip It To Me, a travel-centric podcast. <laughs> uh, we we talk about trips that we'd love to go on. We plan itineraries. We're all business all the time. We we don't screw around. So, uh, <laughs> Shelby, what are you drinking?
2: I am drinking a Negroni. Had to pull it out for the 50th episode. Um, I have got a partial Negroni in my glass. I have a <laughs> bottle next to me of pre-made Negroni. Uh, it's going to get messy, folks. Um, messy, messy, messy. Um, I, I love Negronis. Um, if you've listened before, you know that. Uh, you can probably anticipate uh, the direction that this episode will go in based on the fact that I'm drinking Negronis because you get one and everything is awesome and then you get two and everything is blurry. So um, that's that's where we're at there. What are you drinking, Andrew?
1: Uh, I'll let the listeners guess. Everyone shouted out on three. If Shelby's drinking a Negroni, I'm I'm drinking this. Don't don't be afraid. No one in the office is gonna care. Mm-hmm. No one on your hike is gonna hear yeah, you. Yeah. No one on your walk is gonna hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bold. What I'm drinking. One, two, three.
2: Margarita.
1: You got it, yeah! Shelby. You got it. Yes.
0: Yes. I yes. hope
1: everyone else got it too. I'm
0: sure they did. Um,
1: you know what? Tonight, I was I was. Well, I went on a long run today. Um, I'm training for a half marathon. We'll talk about that some other time. He
2: ran 11 miles today, everybody.
1: I do, I do not feel good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. Was already contemplating, like, do I, do I make margaritas? Do I just order them? Um and you know it was it's the fiftieth episode. I was like asking Melissa because apparently I couldn't make up my mind today, and she's like, we, "We we just gotta treat ourselves because it's we the have all those sponsors." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pulling in all that money. All of it. So the the thirty dollars worth of margaritas I ordered are um, nothing to me. I mean nothing. that's that's pennies because we're compared sponsored. to what we make. What's yes. um, what
2: kind of margaritas did you get?
1: I got two lime and one mango.
2: Right, right. And lime is your favorite?
1: Uh, from this particular restaurant, yes. Right,
2: right. And mango is like, it's fine.
1: Mango's good, Okay. but okay. it always... I love mango drinks. Mm. They they are like, as far as smoothies or, or even like juices, you know, I just really like mango flavor things. Um... But, and I seem to always forget that they aren't as good in this, <laughs> from this restaurant's margaritas um as everything mm-hmm. else. I mm-hmm. think even, I think I even like the strawberry ones more, but that was right out because right. I saw mango and was like, oh, you're going to love that. Mango
2: tastes great. Yeah.
1: How many times have I gotten these? I don't know. Close to 10, probably. But... I,
2: I've even gotten them with you. That's how many you times. You have. Yeah. Uh-huh. And
1: you agreed, I yeah, think. I did you agree. said the lime was better. Which yeah. is amazing
2: because I also really like mango in mm. a drink. Yeah. Mango is so good. Yeah, so mm. good. And even even the strawberry one, I still remember the lime being better than the strawberry one. Which Oh, I yeah. I love strawberry. Mm.
1: You love a good strawberry?
2: I do. Yeah. I do.
1: What. Uh, What dessert is strawberry best in?
2: It's a very serious question. Very serious question. Um, My initial response... She's
1: putting more thought into this than any of our other (laughs) episodes. It's dessert.
2: Come on. And fruits. Um, My initial response is strawberry cheesecake. But I'm not entirely sure that I agree with that entirely. <laughs> um, because because for different reasons, because um, <laughs> the cheesecake on its own is awesome. You don't need strawberries, right? Or you can have raspberries, or you can if people like cherries, right. they can have cherries. I don't really like cherries, but chocolate. Exactly, you can put so many things on a cheesecake, or cheesecake is just good on its own. But you You're take right. a dessert like strawberry shortcake. I don't want just shortcake. The strawberry makes the dessert. You need. The strawberries, you need that fresh, homemade, whipped cream. If you've never made your own whipped cream, honestly, you need to do it. It will change your life. It's actually not that hard. Please just go home and do it. And the short... and you Email need us. You need the strawberries with the shortcake. So, I think in that respect, the strawberries just kind of takes it. Although, I will say, chocolate-covered strawberries, the mm. bomb. Oh, what was it? What, uh, what was that face? Uh
1: everyone loves them it's just like chocolate and a strawberry strawberries i don't i don't love strawberries on their own they're good but it's not like my i wouldn't put it in my top five fruits maybe not even top 10
2: whoa whoa Whoa. it's the
1: third best berry
2: i i need your top 10 list of fruits right now that doesn't (laughs) include strawberries right can
1: they not go in order not in order okay watermelon yep pineapple uh I like blueberries and raspberries both better. Um okay. Uh I'd put I put mangoes in there. Okay. Yeah. I think they're versatile. Um
2: you would say limes.
1: I would say limes. Yeah. And I would also say No, I'm not going to I'm not going to say lemons. That's close, but they're like neck and neck. Okay. Um I can I choose a certain kind of apple. Sure. I would rather have a Fuji apple than a strawberry wow. or a couple of strawberries.
2: Okay, okay. So this is seven, everybody. In case you're not counting.
1: Yeah, and now now we've hit kind of like okay, where this is about would where. Strawberries
2: come in, right?
1: Um, uh, there are other fruits I like quite a bit, but oh no, I would put oranges
2: mm, above okay. them. Okay, which is eight. Okay.
1: Yeah, so strawberries would fall nine or ten.
2: Wow, I completely disagree. But that is so what? interesting. Okay.
1: Where where are they for you?
2: Um, okay, so like right pineapple. Up there? Like I love yep. me the tropical fruit. So like pineapple, mango, um, passion fruit. Fuck, I love passion fruit. <laughs> Yum, so good. Never had a passion fruit before coming here and now I just like eat them. Uh, to the point where, like, I it's not healthy for me anymore. Like, when my mother in law has her harvest of passion fruit, she'll give me a bag, and like three days later, I'm like, I need more, please. And she's like, <laughs> How much acid are you eating? And I like, it doesn't matter. Um, okay, so pineapple, passion fruit, mango, and then honestly, like, like strawberries, like strawberries, yeah. raspberries. Like, it's just, it's right there. It's like top, that's top five.
1: That's, that's a solid top five. I do. I'm not mad at it.
2: I do love peaches, but I wouldn't put (coughs) it above, I wouldn't put it above strawberries.
1: See, if we're talking desserts, I'd rather have peach desserts than strawberry desserts for sure.
2: Ooh, what peach desserts are you having?
1: Peach pie, peach cobbler. This is our new uh, podcast,
2: everyone. We're going to talk and fruit. This is mm-hmm. the, this
1: is the topic today.
2: I'm into everybody. this, I am here for it. Okay, peach cobbler, absolutely. But do you prefer peach cobbler or berry cobbler? Peach. Wow. Okay. 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 Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, no. Yeah. Peaches are really good. Yeah. Peaches and cream. Just a, mm. just a nice bowl of peaches mm. and green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I like all of those, like uh, nectarines, apricots, ap- how do you say apricots? Apricots or apricot? Oh, oof, 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 excuse <laughs>
2: me? What? <laughs> um, apricots, for sure. Well
1: That's not how it's spelled. I've heard it both ways.
2: Hmm,
0: okay
1: yeah huh. so i was about to say apricot because we're huh. we do it the same but then i caught myself and was like apricot. i don't i don't know apricot, apricot. Hmm.
2: where do you fall with the whole um they call them stone fruit here so like water uh cantaloupe and um honeydew no
1: they, they really kind of suck but they <laughs> like i'll eat them
2: does in a pinch yeah great water uh,
1: honey honey is better than cantaloupe in my humble opinion mm,
2: if it's like really ripe if it i i feel like it's harder yeah. to get a oh, really yeah, nice honeydew than it is to get a really nice cantaloupe
1: yeah i agree with that um, um but yeah i mean it i would never i have never bought one for Ryan. myself
2: when I was at yeah. the wedding that turned me into a fish fountain that I talked about yeah. many episodes ago, um, go I got, back
1: listen to it, everybody. Yeah,
2: please. We don't do know what episode. Or don't. <laughs> um, uh, I got made fun of for saying cantaloupe, um, because they call it a. Oh shoot! What do they call it? Like a rock.
1: Shelby's fruit? in New Zealand. If this is like your first time listening.
2: Rock fruit or something? Something. Why would you call it a rock fruit? Ridiculous. Um, what is shoot? What do they call it? Oh, no, but I got made wow. fun of. Openly. Oh,
1: I'm so sorry. No wonder you turned into a fish fountain. I know. You were just drinking away just all, drinking all the drinking away the my hurt.
2: shame. Yeah. Cantaloupe. Although, I will say, cantaloupe, I don't understand the etymology of that word at all. Oh, a rock melon.
1: Nope. Rock melon. <laughs> just,
2: why why of, rock melon?
1: It kind of looks like a rock on the outside. It's... I assume yeah. that's why. Yeah. I mean.
0: I don't know. I, feel I can't like knock could do it better. too much. Mm.
1: They could. I can't knock it too much because I'm a sucker for naming things like very literally. Oh, yes. Yeah. Literal names. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So so you you do you New Zealand. Mm. If you had to we'll if you had to
2: rename here. something to like a really obvious like literal <laughs> name, do you have something in mind that like just gets under your I skin? Have,
1: multiple blog posts about Disney park attractions that are just terribly named. Mm. And uh, it truly drives me crazy what they name things. Uh-huh. Like it, it actually bothers me <laughs> and not many things bother me. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, that, that those are the ones that come to mind right okay. away. Mm. Um, there's, a, there's an attraction here at Disneyland Resort in a California adventure that's called Guardians of the Galaxy colon no no dash mission colon breakout and breakout is in all caps and has an exclamation point at the end and it, <laughs> it, ma- it makes me want to blow my brains out too much punctuation way too way many too words just just no one knows what to call it anymore i've heard it called nouns. so many things yeah yeah it's an awful name wow. it yeah. How about you? What? what would you rename?
0: Oh, Why is it? I
2: just I just want to take the word mission out. You don't need that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, it doesn't need to be called Guardians of the Galaxy Mission obvious. Breakout. Yeah. It's just Mission Breakout's Breakout. fine.
2: Would be fine. You're absolutely or, right.
1: Or if I'm really saying how it's written, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. <laughs>
2: I just want people to yell break out when they say it. Break out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I try to.
2: I don't think I have anything that I would rename, but I also, I really like um, the the literal names. Um, to quote Alex, um, the last time we Hi, were at the beach in New Zealand, she thought that she saw a stingray in the water. Sugar warning. Andrew. Um, but she called it a sea flap flap. She could not think of what the name was, and so she called it a C-flap-flap. And, of course, I knew exactly what she meant, because a C-flap-flap, like, that makes so much sense to me. Um, So I, I appreciate the whimsical names, the C-flap-flap.
1: Yeah, no, that's very good.
2: That's nice, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Stingray.
1: Uh, no, Stingray's accurate. <laughs> I can attest to that. Um, right. uh, to harken back to the first conversation... It does make me laugh that the good, the bad, and the stingray gets more listens than most of our episodes. Mm -hmm. I I cannot tell you why. The title. I cannot tell you. That's why. I cannot tell you what that episode is about outside of m- me getting stung by a stingray. Um, it's about us
2: complaining. That is the whole episode. It's us griping about all of the things that went wrong in our lives for about six weeks and why we suddenly dropped off the face of the earth and stopped recording. That is what that, that episode
1: about, right? is about. Everyone loves that.
2: Everyone does. And I sound like a seal because I tell my st- seal story. So I make seals now. Oh, okay. That's that episode. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: yep. Oh, okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. While we're on the subject, I mean, we already said our thank yous, but <clears throat> I'd like to shout out the haters who just don't listen. Um,
2: <laughs> do you Do you just, have anyone in particular,
1: or oh, just in general? Multiple people, but, <laughs> but also just in general is, is how I meant it, but, but now that I said it, yeah, I got some people in mind.
2: <laughs> Name them here. They'll never hear it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I think I'm good. Oh, my gosh.
2: Okay, so if we're going to go back to our original topic, I did want to ask if you had one goal for the next 50 episodes, mm. what would your one goal be?
1: Uh, I do enjoy the guests mm, and yeah. uh, an interesting topic with the guests. I think I uh, some of those have been... Uh, I well I have two goals that was the first um some of those have been my favorite episodes and uh, and I think bringing in uh, I don't know how we do this Shelby but like bringing in people who really know a lot about one certain subject is is great right and really interesting yeah. or or if uh, say like with Kurt and you doing the Camino that was a lot of fun yeah. or or um uh, like uh, we're one of us has something in common with a guest we bring in, and then the other can kind of play interviewer. That, that that's a lot of fun to me. Yeah. Um, and then the other is uh, picking. Uh, I, I'm going to try to pick some more exotic itinerary mm-hmm. locations, mm-hmm. things that I just would never think about. Right. So, oh,
0: like um,
1: that. I'm yeah, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to do at least like two or three of those in the next fifty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent.
2: Because I do, I was actually thinking about this early, earlier today. I feel like with your itineraries, you plan very realistic ones. Like, places that, like...
1: It's very hard to do that when...
2: Yeah, but, like, you'll probably go. Like, and you'll probably use pieces of, if not, like, the entirety of your itinerary. Whereas I... Yeah,
1: that's my goal. Yeah.
2: Whereas I'm very much, like... I thought about going to this place and so I'll kind of bullshit my way through an itinerary here because that would be fun someday. And so I actually <laughs> really love, I love that dynamic of like your itineraries are really realistic. You've either done pieces of them or you're planning on doing it or there's like in the near future, there's a high likelihood that you'll do that itinerary. And I think that's pretty cool.
1: It's it's fun. It's hard. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to do that for the like exotic or, mm-hmm. or places that I don't know if I'll go to yeah. um, locations because because it's not worth the work sometimes mm-hmm. um, and also it it might be a little discouraging in the long run. Oh, I do part. think I do think we're both dreamers mm. for the most part, but but this is one area where it's like it doesn't compute if mm. like I stand. Like a two percent chance to go there in my lifetime, oh, that's so interesting. and it's like, uh, yeah.
2: See, that's so interesting because by planning an itinerary, I feel like I have opened the door just a little bit further to getting there.
1: Right, I agree mm. with that. Mm. Uh, like the Brazil mm. uh, itinerary, we did—I don't know—ten episodes oh, ago. That was
2: a great itinerary.
1: It was. It was a lot of fun, and it did pique my interest mm. a little bit. But realistically, like how. <laughs> that, that's where my brain takes mm. over. Like, how much more likely am I go, to go now than I was mm. before? And maybe the percentage went up by a few points. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if the opportunity arose, uh, then I would love to. Mm. But there's so many places to go. So, so many so many places i want to go again so when i suggested
2: that we do alphabet itineraries did your brain uh-huh. just explode i don't think i realized how much of a challenge that would be for you if if it's really hard to kind of put the work in on these itineraries with places that like you may never get to
1: i mean i, I don't want to oversell it like it's not really hard it's just like uh, this sounds cool, and and some of these locations, not necessarily Brazil, or but but some places are like I don't know who I trust as far as writing mm. goes. I I have certain travel writers I really like to follow, and some and there are places they haven't been that we've covered. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting like where do I take information from because I'm I'm a big reader and, and like people's suggestions. Mm. Um, so it's hard to stumble upon something, uh, on the internet. Mm. It's not hard to stumble upon something when you're actually there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I I don't think, I don't think the alphabet itineraries have, um, discouraged me. They've, they've made, they've made things interesting and, Mm. and I have picked... <clears throat> kind of like one and a half we've done three i've picked one and a half places that i've been essentially mm, yeah and uh and i've i've enjoyed all of them mm. so yeah now i'm excited about the rest of them yeah. if we if we make it to z
2: <laughs> at this rate <laughs> it's gonna take a while
1: we'll be there That's in a few fine. years yeah.
2: yeah do you That's have fine. any uh any ideas where you'll go for uh d is four
1: D, um, Dubai was the first thing that came to mind. Uh, the only other one that comes to mind right now is Delaware and I'm not (laughs) going to pick that. So, so, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no, I, I haven't thought about it too much, but, but yeah, Mm. uh, Dublin would be fun, but Mm. we've, I try to pick things we haven't covered too much, uh, before. So, um, that or the. Either things we haven't covered or things I can be very specific about. Mm. I, f- I feel like is what I try to go for. <clears throat> How about you?
2: I haven't given too much thought to it, so I'm not totally sure. Um, if We could always team up and do Dubai together. That would be interesting.
1: Team up and do Delaware together, too. <laughs>
2: <though>. <laughs> oh, you know I love me some Delaware. Oh, I know you do. I know Delaware. you do. Delaware. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm sure Delaware is very pretty sure in the is. fall, I would imagine, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they yeah. say.
2: Is, is Delaware that's is what, pretty that's, in the fall, yeah. That's what they that's say. That's what they say, yeah. hear them they say they it all the time say. in the fall.
1: Uh, do you want to do what we did this week? We're already 30 plus minutes in. Maybe. you want to do one thing?
2: Yeah, let's do one thing. Let's do one thing.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, you go first.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so, I have taken up... Um, uh, What I thought was a hobby, but maybe it's more like um, parenting. Um, I have some sourdough starter that now I have to nourish and um, take care of every night. And I feed it and I nurture it and I hope and pray that it turns out okay. And um, I have made sourdough for the last three weeks in a row. And, you know, fucking Instagram. I, I just, that's what I blame. There's all these people now making sourdough and I've made bread before and you either pop everything into a bread maker easy or like focaccia bread. It's like you kind of just mix it and bake it right now. I've made croissants before and that's a full on process because you have to roll it and let it sit and roll it and let it sit and then you have to fold it and let it sit and it's like it takes hours and hours and hours and I've done that the once and like I feel accomplished having done that. I had no idea that making sourdough was going to be more like making croissants and less like making focaccia. I thought that like keeping the starter alive was the worst part of it. It is not. That is the easy part of it. I did the math uh, whenever that was, Andrew, and it's like eight hours of a process to get two loaves of sourdough. Oh my gosh. So this was the third weekend that I I took time and I did it. And I will say this loaf is it's fucking good. It's really good. The texture is good, the Way taste to go. is good. Charlie can even tell you cuz she stole some off the bench earlier tonight. Right. Um very typical, but it is so much work. But I will say the process is really nice because you kind of get into a rhythm and you then when you kind of know what comes next and you can kind of anticipate it and it's less like reading the recipe and it's kind of knowing intuitively what comes next. I think there's something really enjoyable about about the rhythm of that. So yeah, stay tuned. I think um I think I'll make another just like plain loaf this weekend and then after that I think we upgrade to like flavored like. Mm sun-dried tomato and rosemary and parmesan Mm. and and then we can do like a cinnamon sugar loaf and like we use that shit for french toast and then i think i'll start like gifting them to people because wow i've never eaten so much bread in my life so if anybody wants a loaf of sourdough like it's all yours but um i've really been enjoying it there's flour everywhere It's so much work. It is so much work. The amount of time that I've spent cleaning my kitchen is probably just (laughs) as much as I've spent making the sourdough. It's ridiculous. I have already gone through one five kilo bag of flour in the last three weeks. And I am on to my second.
1: It's a lot of flour. It's a
2: lot of flour. And if you think about it, we've eaten most of it. So... Is that a good, good for choice? for you guys. I don't
1: know. Why not? It's a
2: lot of flour.
1: It's a lot of flour.
2: It's <laughs> a lot of flour.
1: Um, Charlotte, well, you can come You can start sharing if you want to. I think
2: that's the idea. I would really love to get to a point where it's like late summer. All of my tomatoes are like, like we're up to our eyeballs in tomatoes. And then I can make like homemade pasta sauce. And then I can make sourdough. And then I can gift... To people, like, a loaf of sourdough and then a jar of tomato sauce. Like, I think that would be really nice. I like it. But um, the problem is, is that, like, there's just people... Well, up until now, my loaves haven't been good enough to give away. Like, we haven't gotten to the point where they're, like, good enough to share.
1: Because you're a perfectionist.
2: Because I'm a perfectionist. And because you have to give... If you're going to give away homemade bread, it should be really good. So, like, we haven't been there quite yet. But I think now we're there. And now it's just like, well, who actually eats bread? And who does gluten? And who doesn't do gluten? And who do I give this to? So again, if anybody wants some sourdough. Kurt, you want some sourdough? Let me know.
1: You owe Kurt uh, some sourdough and and a pineapple.
2: And some pineapples, honestly. Yeah.
1: Oh. (laughs) Ding. 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 That was on Shelby's end. Just... I I have different glasses already, so I can't pour. But I am still on my first, yes. sort mm-hmm. of. Check, um, check, check, check. Sorry. Well, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad this last loaf has turned out well.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I can attest to it really being a headache for you at times.
2: <laughs> I think it's something I enjoy complaining about, but I also enjoy it.
1: That make that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah. What have um What have you been up to?
1: Uh, I'm gonna talk about a restaurant I went to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a number of lists in L.A. Orange County uh, of best restaurants, uh, one by the L.A. Times, one by Eater L.A., and then recently I've been using the the acclaimed and the oft talked about on this up on this show Michelin Guide, um, <laughs> and I've been using. They're bib gourmand, which is basically cheap eats. Uh, Shelby, are you okay?
2: Oh yeah, they were just mysterious sounds, but I don't think I'm being haunted. I think it's Ben.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's Hi Ben. It's
2: fine.
1: Um, but yeah, bib gourmand is is what Michelin, uh, their guide does for uh, for like cheap eats. They aren't as uh, prestigious, maybe as like a Michelin star, but um, but they're what the Michelin guide views as the best cheap eats. So, uh, yesterday we were in, uh, I believe it was Downey, which is kind of South of LA. Um, and it was, we went to Rocio's Mexican kitchen. And this was, uh, well, obviously a Mexican restaurant, but has, uh, is known for their, their mole, which, uh, if you've never had mole, it's kind of, well, basically a sauce, um, a lot of times a, a darker color, um, and it has hints of chocolate in it, but, um, but yeah, used, used often in Mexican food and Mexican cooking, um, has a lot of, I mean, it, it's a, it's a big, uh, dish that, that is used often, like I said. Um, so this place had it had other options too but i uh, i ended up getting a i think it was called a coloradito mole and on top of chicken and rice and it was very very good uh the the sauce was very dark uh, almost a black color and um there's I've never been a big fan of mole. Like, I like it, but it's never, never been my favorite thing. Uh, But, but this had an extra layer of flavor that I really liked. Sometimes the chocolate or cocoa flavors in mole kind of throw me off a little bit. Mm. Um, But this, this one was very good. It, It got to be... And this is just me not liking mole as much as others. It got to be like a little much after a while. But this was by far the best mole dish I've ever had. And um, would happily go there again. Melissa got uh, flautas, which are essentially taquitos, but a little bigger. And they were the best flautas I've ever tasted in my life. They were so good. The picture that you Um, sent of
2: them just looked amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I also saw... Uh, It's a small little place, a a cute little uh, restaurant, maybe seats 15, 20 people. Um, And I saw a number of dishes go out like uh, their enchiladas looked incredible. And I'm excited to go back. It's not it's not super far from our house, probably 30 minutes at most. So, um, yeah, very, very good. And and did not disappoint at all. So there you go. Can
2: you um, eat some enchiladas for me, please?
1: I would love to. I am always happy to inchi- eat enchiladas on your behalf.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, all right. Well, we should get into the topic because we should have said this at the top. But this uh, this episode's going to be very long. A we might have said that big one. We've decided every fiftieth episode we're going to redo our first episode, uh, which was a week long dream trip. Mm-hmm. I I think this will either go to one of two ways, maybe both even. One, it'll really excite us and be like, oh, I want to go here now. Two, it'll really depress us because we <laughs> haven't gone to any of these places. Uh, so we can keep dreaming, but... Uh, this Okay, uh, this
2: is what's interesting to me, is that typically Andrew is the optimist and I'm the... I, I wouldn't say pessimist, the realist, the the grumpy one. Okay, but you're
1: you're less pessimistic than you used to be. I'll say it.
2: <laughs> it's very true. But in this regard, these dream trips like energize the shit out of me. I love dreaming about where to go next. So I feel like in this way, I'm the optimist that wants to just like dream about going everywhere, and you're more of the realist, knowing where you might actually get to.
1: Um, I will say that the the first one we did, and this one, like I will, unless something terrible happens to me, uh, I will do them at some point in my life, yeah, yeah. which is great. Yeah.
0: That's
1: I, But then I look at the calendar and I'm like, oh no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have our vacations planned, oh, no. and they don't include either of these dream <laughs> trips, and uh, that's that's a little discouraging, especially uh in 2022 verging on 2023 when the world's opened back up Mm. and it's like oh i gotta go i gotta go go now everywhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i I think uh, yeah again discouraging seems like a strong word and (laughs) (laughs) hi charlie welcome to the 50th episode (laughs) oh my gosh she really wanted to she really wanted to give shelby a kiss she
2: needed some some
1: love (laughs) yes uh (laughs) So, yeah, again, I'm not sure discouraging is the right word. Like, I'm not that, de- I'm not depressed about it or sad about it or anything. But, uh, but it's like, oh, man, I just want to go do this. And, and resources are a little low or, uh, <laughs> or, or, or time's a little low. And, and, you know, that's how life is. Yeah. So when we get to hundred and I haven't gone to either of our first two places, I'm gonna be like, oh man. Oh. But then I'm gonna plan an uh, kick ass itinerary and it's it's gonna be great. And it's
0: gonna be great. It is.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Uh-huh. Good. Balance. Balance and all things. Right. Okay. Uh,
1: so we're gonna do we're gonna do both in the same episode. Which we haven't done since the first episode. Uh That's why this is going to be very long. Because we um, we recognize
2: that doing two itineraries in one episode was a fucking long time. And we changed our format. But hey, this is a bonus one.
1: You are so lucky. Every 50 episodes, it's going to be like at least a two and a half hour episode. So lucky. So there you go.
2: When you you need um, that podcast to listen to on your three hour road trip, we are there. we are so (laughs) there.
1: We are so there. When your coworker is
2: being annoying and you need to zone out for three hours in the office, we are there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. There is a pause button on most apps. I just want to raise the awareness Mm -hmm. on pause Mm -hmm. buttons.
2: I like to think Ben's office is literally like a three minute drive from our house. So I like to think that if he only listened to us when he was going to work like how many days would it take for him to get through this episode oh no
1: so sorry ben we're so sorry
2: (laughs) oh too good too good
1: so shelby's gonna start us off yeah and where are we going shelby
2: my dream itinerary this time around on our 50th episode is to. do we say this is a week a week-long, week-long dream trip. Yeah, yep. seven days. Okay. Uh, this time, we are going to Iceland.
1: Lovely. Iceland, Iceland.
2: I have never been. I would love to go. I am... It's so hard to get to from here. Like, not necessarily any harder than, like, England or maybe, like, Paris. But, like, it's... it. But but at the same time, like, it, it's hard to get to from here. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I could imagine.
2: Yeah. So, I would love to go. It's one of those places where I think, at, at first at least, I thought that a week would be enough. I think with most places when you plan an itinerary, you always think, oh, like, the, this number of days will be fine. And then you really start to do your research and you dig in and then you realize that it's never enough. There are always going to be more things to see, more to do, more places to eat at, and uh, yeah, a week is not enough. But I kind of Googled Iceland, and then I Googled, like, uh, a, a way to drive around the entirety. Because my initial thought was, if I can drive all the way around it, I get the most out of my time there. I get to see as much as possible... And, like, it's an island, right? So it can't be that big. And I stumbled across this Nordic visitor self-driving tour website. Um, This is interesting for a few reasons because I've never seen, like, a tour package where, like, you drive yourself. And I find that really interesting because so much of my grumble and complaining about tours is that, one, you have to be with a bunch of people, and if you're if you need an introvert day, that's really hard. And right. two, if you decide that you just want to like stay somewhere an extra day, there's not that flexibility and that freedom. So, yeah. so these are really interesting for several reasons. Um, basically, you are paying for the rental car. You're paying for uh like a pre-made, planned out itinerary. You're paying for all of your accommodation and then you're paying for like entry fees and things to some of the uh, events that you do. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, So for someone who's maybe traveling on their own and doesn't want to plan, I think this is a fucking great idea because you get a 24 hour like hotline. So in case anything goes wrong, you have someone to call and be like, I'm lost in the middle of Iceland. Can you please help me? You also get, like, in-car Wi-Fi, so you're getting GPS. You're getting all of the things that can stress you when you're in a different country and you're sure. having to navigate. Because I think a big draw for tours overseas is that you don't have to worry about navigation at all. You just get to be a passenger. And so I think that for those things, like, this this concept is really, really cool. Um, I did have a quick Google, and according to the Internet... Um, the average hotel in Iceland, because I knew that Iceland is, is fairly expensive. I've been told that by people who have gone. So I've been told that, um, according to Google, it's about $130 on average for a hotel in Iceland. So if you times that by six, you're uh, at about $800. And then um, a week-long rental car is going to be about 385 So you're setting at about $1,100, $1,200? um for this trip in Iceland and um this self driving itinerary you're paying just under twelve hundred Euros for. So the conversion rate between US and Euros compared to New Zealand and Euros is better. So you're getting more bang for your buck if you're from the U.S. From New Zealand, it's a little bit less. But um, this is is actually a viable option for someone who doesn't really want to plan. If you are a planner like me and Andrew, you can save some money. And especially if you're going with more than one person. Because then, of course, two people, it's the same price. Like, it's per person. So it's not like you pay for like your your planned itinerary for one person and then everybody can go along so the more people in your group the more money you're going to save if you plan it yourself anyway all of that to say this is really interesting i've never seen one of these before and i think it's kind of cool um yeah it is. they do list out their itineraries and there's quite a few to choose from depending on your length of time that you want to be in the country what particular areas you want to be in so there were two that i kind of oscillated back and forth between and the one is the iceland ring road express and then the other is the south and west iceland classic and basically the the iceland ring road express takes you all the way around the island which Upon first glance is definitely what I would want to do. If you look at the photos of all of the different places that you get to go to, the landscape is so varied. It is ridiculous that all of these places are on one island. You've got, like, volcanic craters. You've got waterfalls. You've got lush places. You've got dry, deserty places. I mean, it's just... it's This is, like... Yeah, beaches. You've got... Everything that someone who just wants to be out in nature for a week could possibly dream of. But the downside to this itinerary is that when you break down the days, um, you're driving two to three to four to five hours every day for what is it? The five days, and that's a lot of driving. I've
1: I've that is a lot of driving.
2: I've done trips like that and after the first like 2 days all of that driving's not actually enjoyable i think it's it's hard to balance the sense of like i want to explore and i want to find something new versus the like my body is tired of being in motion right
1: <laughs> right
2: um, even when we were in Texas, which of course the landscape is much less varied and much less interesting. But when we were in Texas this summer and we were driving for five days, it got old really fast and people started to get crabby and it was a lot of driving. So I think that that's the downside to an itinerary like this. Is that when you...
1: Counterpoint. Hmm. Iceland is not Texas.
2: Iceland is not Texas at all. And um, I wouldn't be in a I'm sure the with-
1: driving would be... More yeah. interesting. I wouldn't
2: be thing. with my father and I wouldn't be with five people in a small car. Right. Yeah. Although I would say, I think my father would in- enjoy this sure. itinerary much more than driving through Texas. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: driving through Texas in July or driving through um, Iceland.
2: Why am I dumb sometimes? Anyway, um, there's things like, oh, and I'm so sorry for all of the mis- pronunciation, but there's the, um oh gosh cosaran <laughs> glacier Lagoon um yeah, which looks... and and you can book like private like glacier tours how cool would that be
1: very cool how
2: much fun would that be so again if you're if you're interested in any of this just email us and we can send you any of these links there's so many waterfalls there's craters there's volcanic activity there's so many interesting things so that was the first itinerary that I looked at and I went Hello, hello, and then realized oh it's like five hours of driving in one day. That's maybe a little bit too much. It's maybe not so enjoyable.
1: Sure, but I do look at the driving in a in East Iceland picture, Mm. and I'm like, okay, I could do that for five hours a day, no problem.
2: So scenic that you wonder. So pretty. Like, would it actually be far more enjoyable because it's so scenic? And certainly, there's not going to be the traffic.
1: Yeah. I think of my, like, um, I did the A is for Alberta Mm, itinerary and that had a lot of driving, but it would be scenic like this Mm. where you're, where you're going through mountains and it's a different style of driving. You honestly might get more tired. Mm. Um, that would be the downside, but it's also, if you do it right and you're stopping every now and then at something amazing. Which is the whole point. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah then it it's uh energizing in a, in a different way and i mean you, you like you said and it appeals to me because i am a very like i need to see as much as i can yeah. person um I, like th- this is a, this would be a cool way to go
2: like you have changed me in that the one time you mentioned like oh I may never come back to this has ruined me for itineraries because I'm like, if I go to Iceland and I don't see the whole island, will I ever come back? Will I ever see all of it? <laughs> it has completely ruined me. And so I'm so sorry. I just think about like if you're driving around an island and you're seeing all of these things, just think about like the memory bank that you get when you're done. And I love, one of the things I really love about traveling that I find the most energizing, that I feel the most alive the most myself is this sense of exploration. So going to a place where you're driving, you're getting yourself there, you're seeing these views, you're having a wander, you're experiencing something completely new with someone, that sense of exploration is like, that is it for me. That is like the biggest brain chemical high that you could ever ask for. So going to all of these different places and coming away with all of these memories and all of these photos and just being like, I experienced this pocket of the world that is maybe one of the most beautiful places and varied places on the entire planet.
1: How I would take so many photos.
2: So many photos. How many photos do you think you would take?
1: Uh, Thousand a day? Yeah. yeah. How
2: long would it take you to go through and edit and like, like pull out oh. ones that you didn't want to keep and like...
1: On trips like this in the past, I would try to do like 10 of my favorites the night of mm. and then I'd go back through and it would take me a month or two.
0: Yeah. But
2: how yeah. cool because then you get to relive oh. all of those oh, moments yeah. and it's see great. it over and over and over again.
1: Uh-huh. Oh. No, it's, it's wonderful. So good. By the way, this other itinerary that you were bringing up, uh, the pictures are more impressive than the previous itinerary, yeah. which is really something. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. which is really saying something. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. um, the other itinerary is more southern and western. So, of course, you fly into um, Reykjavik and you go a little bit north for day two and three. You come down further south for four, you come even further south for five and six, and then you go back to Reykjavik for day seven. And it's like, oh man, this is only like maybe a third, a third of the island. But you are seeing hot springs, you're seeing waterfalls, you're seeing glaciers, um, so many other things that I can't pronounce uh, <laughs> I think that Iceland is also really interesting in that it feels very removed from the Western world. Like you're seeing villages and smaller communities that are very modern, but kind of take you back in time. And I think yeah. there's something novel about that. I think there's something really beautiful about that. I also think that people that live in these really tough climates are pretty incredible. To be able to put up with volcano and snow and unpredictable ocean waves and patterns. And to, to be able to live off of that land and survive is really incredible. So I think I would also really enjoy diving into the culture and the history there as well, which I don't know much about. Um, I know that at one point it was like a Viking settlement, but other than that, like, I don't know much about Iceland. So I think I would really enjoy digging into that cultural element to figure out, you know, where do these people come from? Like, how have they survived all of these generations?
1: Oh, you would have the best time at some of the Icelandic bars, I'm sure.
2: Oh my gosh. You
1: and you and Icelandic bars are a match made in heaven.
2: I would have so much fun. Have you seen Eurovision? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Thank <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, have yeah, I seen yeah. Eurovision? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs>
1: um, no, I think uh, uh, during lockdown, Michaela mm-hmm. loved that movie, mm-hmm. and we would hang out pretty much every day because. It was like a, a fi- uh, four or five person bubble at that point. Uh-huh. And uh, I think she made me watch that nearly every night. Yep. So, yep. yes, I've seen it my share of times. Ding, ya, ding,
2: dong! That's very funny. For those of you who haven't seen Eurovision on Netflix, you should just go watch it right now. It is delightful.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: the From the very little I know about icelandic like villages and, mm. and neighborhoods and, and such that the architecture looks almost like bavarian to me yeah in a strange way uh-huh. um so it, it feels strangely european but back i don't know 50 60 years uh-huh. it feel it, that's what it looks like to me and and it's quite charming um yeah i i, I think i think you're right in a in, in thinking that you you probably run into some just delightful people.
2: Yes, I'm going to share this link with you. Okay, thank you. Um, it it's, that's, it's, that's good podcasting, it's, everybody. Um, it's oh no, maybe that's not what I want. Um, so it's called the Turf Museum. Maybe just give it a Google. It's called the Turf even, Museum. Oh, okay. And I was like the turf okay. museum like what the hell is like why do I want to go to a museum that's about like turf? But it's these houses that are are built into a hill and like turf turf is the is the roofing on these houses.
1: Oh, it looks like a it's kind of like a church. Am I looking at the same thing as you? <laughs> I I <laughs>
2: I'm here. It's Hold not
1: on. called the turf house tradition.
2: Um, I. That's
1: something else. That's probably because that's, also that's in probably
2: Iceland. similar. There you go. Okay. I'll drop this link in here. Um, okay. Glambier. Um. Thank you. It there's not a whole lot on this website, but like these houses have a turf roof. Oh yeah. And if that's cool. if you've watched uh, Eurovision. You, um, you understand that they have a very whimsical attitude. They believe in right. fairies and all these things. Whatever, this is—it's like fairy houses, and it's one of those things where it's like this. Like, why would I want to go to a turf museum, except for the fact that these houses in Iceland look like fairy houses? And I don't actually know where else in the world you can see something like this. It's so quaint. It's so maybe whimsical. Germany,
1: but that's about it. Maybe, yeah. yeah.
2: And certainly there's other places that have, like, alternate, like, roofing methods, for sure. But these look like they're just, like, grown out of the landscaping.
1: The vernacular architectural tradition in Iceland dates back to the settlement in the 9th century, has since been adapted to the local climate, uh, varying environmental resources and the requirements of the society that developed on the island. Um, so there's also a UNESCO World Heritage site Whoa. called the turf house Tra- tradition which looks it it almost looks like a a group of it might be a church and then and then also has these yeah it, it's a uh, yeah I mean they they look like hobbit houses with yeah. Surf on top. and like yeah. pointy roofs. Uh huh. Mhm. They're they're quite something. Like they're they're very cute and and like Shelby said whimsical. They also look like they might be part of a cult, like a Midsummer <laughs> sort of situation. Uh-huh. But uh, but I'm willing to roll the Do dice. Do
2: I maybe want to like go and live on a commune and like bake sourdough in one of these houses? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: get turned into a bear yeah that's
2: fine that's fine (laughs) yeah okay yeah
1: yeah no it it, it's beautiful but in a very small village small european village way
2: do you think there are like so many bugs that live in that roof
1: i don't i don't care to think about that at the moment okay yeah um, How about you?
2: Next question. Oh, absolutely. Um, Next question. Yeah. How do you feel about waterfalls? Are you like, eh, seen I one, them. seen them all? Okay, great. There are so seen many waterfalls.
1: Seen one, seen them all? There's so many different types of Thank
2: waterfalls. Thank you. No, I feel like some people feel that way. But like, waterfalls are my jam. Like, I always want to see a waterfall. <laughs> okay. I want to swim in a pool underneath a waterfall. Yes. I want to do yes, all of is, the waterfall that's activities.
1: That's the top one. Um... The uh, like boring waterfalls do exist. Mm, I will mm-hmm. admit that, but otherwise, no. I'm yeah. I'm. I don't think I'm quite as in on waterfalls as you are, but I do really really enjoy them. Right, they're very pretty.
2: Ah, uh, because Oregon has lots of waterfalls, and right. so there's lots of
1: Multnomah
2: yes there's like maps and things that you can follow to find different waterfalls and like ones that you can swim in ones that you can't swim in you're still laughing about it um yeah there's so many waterfalls and so iceland has a butt ton of waterfalls and i want right. to see all of them there's just like days and days uh, bright Bridal
1: vale falls in oregon
2: yes uh-huh but like there's days of like big waterfalls skinny waterfalls tall waterfalls I don't know if there's waterfalls that you can swim in because I imagine it would be quite cold. So cold. But so maybe you bring a wetsuit and then you can swim in the waterfall.
1: Can we, um, tell me if you've been to these waterfalls in Oregon. Okay. Multnomah. Yes. Bridal Veil. Yes. Watson Falls.
2: Um, mm, I don't know. Probably not.
1: Okay. I think it's La Tourelle? Or Latourelle Falls?
2: Mm, I'd have to see a photo of these
1: ones. Mm, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Tumala? Tumalo? Mm. Sorry.
2: I feel like I Tumalo? have been there, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. Wakina? Mm, that one's out. No,
2: that one's no, out. That you, one's gotta out. out. That you gotta see that your one's face. Tokati. Tokati. Nah. Oh, no, I definitely yeah. have. No, I have. Okay, this is the one where we saw the rattlesnake. <laughs> The Tamalo Falls, absolutely, yeah. it is.
1: Okay. Yep. Uh, Horse Tail Falls. Yeah. And my personal favorite, although it it looks pretty sad, honestly, Punchbowl Bowl Falls.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But um, that I'm one like... looks
1: like it's up north a bit, so it may maybe a little less oh. likely for you.
2: Falls. Um. So well, not this. Last time, oh, actually, Punchable I do. Falls. I feel like I have seen it.
1: <laughs> Just yeah. googled
2: it. Um, so not. Looks like,
1: looks pretty boring. Not this.
2: Um, well, but it's a good space place to um to swim because it's not yeah, I, super tumultuous. If I'm,
1: if I'm gonna swim under a waterfall, I want it to look a little better right, than that. Right,
2: okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, some of these photos look really nice.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, you can yeah. take a nice photo of some running water. Great. Um,
2: okay. I love okay. the name, but we'll Punchbowl find... Falls
1: really really disappoints <laughs> we'll me. We'll
2: find a better we'll find a better waterfall in Iceland. Um two stories. Okay. Um okay. <laughs> the... Two stories high? Uh, y- yeah. Uh, the last time we were in the States, not when we saw you, but the time before when we Punchbowl saw you. Punchbowl
1: falls, not even two you. stories high, I guess uh, what I've heard.
2: We went like chasing waterfalls with my sister <laughs> no, and my no, no. brother in law. You
1: cannot say that.
2: We did. And then and then I was in my embroidery phase because it was just after COVID, so that was like my new skill that I learned. Oh, And no, so before Shelby. Oh no. Before I left the States, I like made different people different like embroidered things as gifts for Christmas. And I made them. It was like a like a tea towel for like a kitchen towel and it said don't go chasing waterfalls and there was a waterfall. Yeah, of course it did. And it's still del- it was delightful. It was very tastefully done. Thank you very much.
1: If you could <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) If you could only hear one TLC song for the rest of your life, would you choose No Scrubs or Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls? Oh, Don't Go
2: Chasing Waterfalls.
1: Mm. No
2: Scrubs gets stuck in your head like so Stupid, yeah, because it's, it's so round good. And round. No, because I only know the one line. And so it would just go round and round and round. No, Chasing Waterfalls well, is much more, more melodic. It's got some like, boom mm, sway, like. It's like and more chromatic in the melody it line. Whereas, ah, it's just annoying. No, sorry. I don't like that song.
1: What I know, I do oh, no. I know I don't like it. I'm
2: sorry. Podcast over. Oh no, break. Andrew starts his his own scrubs podcast about.
1: Thanks. So. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. No, no
1: it's like re- it. no scrubs is really good. I know but I so is go don't ahead. go chasing waterfalls.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next waterfall story is that when I was in Africa, we went to Victoria Falls, and mm. there are actually like if you look at Victoria Falls, there's different. Levels, and there's actually a pool that you can climb down into, and you can sit and you can hang out in the pool. But it's like the river, and then the pool, and then like a 200 foot drop. So it's like if anything goes wrong in that pool, you're gonna die. Yeah,
1: that sounds a little scary. I
2: remember we were at the top of the river, like before the falls, and we were just kind of like climbing on rocks and shit. And um, the guy that we were with, he was like, hey, guys, like, if you fall in the river, you're going to die. So just just so you know, to be careful. And we were like, oh, but there's not a fence. And he's like, it's Africa. There's not fence that we don't do that here. He's like, if you fall in, you'll die. Oh, OK. So, um yeah, if you wanted to go to Victoria Falls... And find that pool. You can totally go, and you can climb in the water, and you can hang out in that pool. But be careful, because if anything goes wrong, you'll die.
1: Okay, good to know. Good to know. Um. Two two things off of that. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh I, I think I'm I think I'm out on fences. Okay. One of my least favorite things about America. It's
2: fences. No, that's not true. No, oh, I like I like the fence. <laughs> <laughs> Mm.
1: One of the things that I don't like as much about America. There, I'll say that.
2: Do you feel... I love a big open field. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of like, like paddocks here where there's like some like wire fencing, but it's like it's like you can climb over it and like that's fine.
1: I I don't like what they do f- for the view. That's my only problem with fences.
0: Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I um I I'm sad that we're all kind of dumb enough to like oh, we shouldn't go there. We have to build a fence. I think that I think that's yeah. my problem. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um that certainly does feel like an American thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. It, it definitely is. Yeah. I mean, I
2: think of like Crater Lake, right? Where like there's all of these ledges that you can stand on to take pictures, but there's all these people every year that die because they get too close to the ledge and then they fall and they die, which is very sad. Um, but maybe we should engage more of our common sense.
1: Hmm. And if there's one thing we want you to take away from Trip It To Me, hmm. it's that engage your common yeah, sense.
2: That's- that's really a theme that we touch on over and over again. It's not whether lemons or limes are superior. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or what kind of hat Andrew's wearing. It's really that you should engage your common sense.
1: It's a black Abbott, Abbott Fields with hat. With a B and uh, a diamond. With a B and yeah, a diamond. Um, We've seen it second before. thing. here's a lounge in Disney World. Maybe my... Yeah, one of my favorite lounges mm-hmm. in Disney World called Victoria Falls Lounge. Mm. It's lovely. It's in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You would like it a lot. I bet
2: it is really lovely because you know what we Victoria go. Falls is is lovely.
1: Yeah, mm. there's like a little indoor waterfall right by it. Oh,
2: I bet it's not as yeah. big.
1: No, not nearly. And there's no pool. Mm. Well, there's a pool outside the, the right, right, lounge,
2: but the pool's probably um, bigger. But than But it's the water. just like a
1: hotel pool. Mm. Yeah. I do
2: love a good pool.
1: There's, there's a water slide.
2: Probably also not baboons.
1: Uh, not well. Not in like. No, not at the anymore. hotel. But there's there's like giraffes and stuff.
2: Oh, okay, that's cool.
1: It is. Sometimes a cool people hotel. act
2: like baboons, so maybe that kind of counts a little bit. Mm.
1: Yeah, hmm. we should stop comparing people to monkeys before. Oh yeah, no, I just meant like. Yeah.
2: Like, sometimes, like, white middle-aged men are really obnoxious. That's all I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good clarification uh there. Yeah. Tourists. Iceland. Iceland.
1: Why did you just say (laughs) tourists?
2: Because sometimes tourists are obnoxious. That's all.
1: Oh, sure. Having been a tourist many
2: times in my life, sometimes tourists are obnoxious. (laughs) They don't necessarily throw poo at you and, like, steal your stuff, but... They're obnoxious. They could.
1: They could. They 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 certainly could. Sometimes
2: they have um, adjacent behavior. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: So really where I'm left with this itinerary is I would really like to do the whole island. But I kind of feel like I want to do it in more days than a week.
1: I agree. Mm. Which you probably could if our... um, I'm trying to find one where you could do it in more days than a week. Yeah, there's a there's also a 13 14 yeah. day one. Yeah. Um, but our but our prompt rules is week long dream trip.
2: So I think what I so I think what I'm going to do is I think I think we do it for a week. We maybe do the full circle. And then maybe when Andrew's not looking, we just add on a few more days. Right. And that's, and that's where we end up on our itinerary. Um, Lovely. Yeah. Because also travel time is quite uh, extensive, especially for me to get there from New Zealand. It'd be a little bit easier for you, but still, that's a nine or ten to hour something?
1: flight. Right, right. It's a long flight. Yeah. Do you want to know something that will piss you off?
2: Oh, no. Ye- yeah.
1: LAX, within the next four months, I found the round trip flight for... Just over six hundred dollars. Oh my gosh. From Seattle, seven hundred dollars.
2: When you Uh, said it would piss me off, I didn't think that it would actually piss me off. (laughs) It does.
1: You can move here. We have an extra bedroom. We'll get a different bed if that's what you and Ben need. Oh.
2: It just. It just. It would just be so easy. Oh, it would just be so easy. It's I love my life here.
1: Oh, I know you do. I, do. I was I was never insinuating anything else. It's Just
2: so far, it's just so far away. I would love if you to lived, hop on a six hundred dollars flight and go to Iceland. For oh yeah, a week.
1: if you lived here, we would get in a lot of trouble. Like we would, so we much would, trouble. Yeah,
0: we would spend so much money.
1: Like all of these, all of these itineraries that we fake plan, you know, or, or plan but don't go and on. We would
2: buy oh. plane tickets.
1: <laughs> yeah, Which sounds great. I don't I don't think Melissa would get mad Ben wouldn't get mad either but I, I think I think they would both maybe be disappointed in us
2: Ben would maybe get, <laughs> yeah, okay, get
1: Yeah. Okay. depending
2: Ben would maybe get Yeah. which fair enough fair enough um but no we would abs I would be sitting in that polka dot room with you and we would get drunk and then we would like book tickets for real
1: right mm-hmm hmm. sounds great
2: let's, let's, do let's do it let's do it let's, let's yeah. go Iceland um there's also um the blue lagoon and um Reykjavik which is probably the most like iconic like tourist trap it's quite expensive it's like 120 dollars US um to go in for the day um total tourist trap but is it one of those things that you kind of have to do what do you think Andrew
1: yeah I would do it for sure yeah but I also just saw a picture of the fjord Oh, Um, yeah. through Iceland, and <laughs> never mind, I'll just do that <laughs> for seven days.
2: Yeah. I think it would be really uh, easy to, to end up at any of these spots and just want to linger.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, I think with driving, that would, I mean, we've talked about this in other itineraries where you just kind of plan one big thing. Yeah. Which I did not do, by the way. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um... But you just kind of plan one big thing, and that works well for driving. You're just trying to get to one spot. Yeah. And you stop along the way, yeah. but maybe for twenty, thirty minutes, and then you get to the one spot, and you you get to stay there for the whole night, and that that that's cool, that's or, nice. or spend some time there mm-hmm. in the morning. I do like on the site that uh, that has all of these itineraries that they have some for all the times of the year. It seems. Yeah. Uh huh. I sort of agree with you about the whole um, the whole island, mm. how I would like, or how I'd like to go through the whole country, I mean. Um, but the pictures and the other one that you mentioned, mm-hmm. was that the South and West one? Yeah. Is Ooh. that correct? Um, they have really, have really captured my imagination. Yeah. So I would honestly probably choose that one mm-hmm. just based on the pictures alone.
2: Yeah. I mean, because you've got, like, the Blue Lagoon, you've got um the, oh, what's it, oh, Snæfellsjökull National Park. Excuse it's, you. Oh, I'm so sorry, Iceland. Um, I mean, there's just, there's so many spots. I think, I again, I think it would be really hard to show up at some of these spots and to not linger for longer than yeah. you were mo- meant to be there.
1: Do you, um, I know you're a summer, warm weather person. Would you, would you pick summer or winter? I would pick winter. Because winter, yeah, because the Northern Lights, you're more likely to, yeah. I,
2: I I would love to see the Northern Lights. There's, um, there's Stewart Island in New Zealand that's, um, just off the, the coast of the South Island where you can see the Southern Lights. But I, I desperately want to see the Northern or the Southern Lights. And I would pick the time that was the absolute, most likely, best right. time to see them. And so I think I would pick the winter months. And, like, you know you're going to be cold in Iceland anyway. You might as well go in winter. Right. right? Like, you might as well pack for I cold agree. and be prepared. You're going to be in glaciers and shit. So, like, you might yeah, as well be ready new for, parka,
1: for cold weather. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I agree that the snow landscape is... I mean, Striking. it's pretty, it's, it's going to be pretty no matter when you yeah. go, yeah. um, the, the mountains and, and everything, really something, mm-hmm. but, but snow just generally, not always, but generally makes everything pretty. And like
2: so. these photos of Diamond Beach, which is a black sand, lava rock beach with these like yeah. hunks of ice on the beach.
1: Yeah. Super cool. Where,
2: where else are you going to see that without going to the Arctic? Right.
1: Right. Yeah, it's no, so um, dramatic. Sounds like fun. Okay, we let's should, go. We should go
2: if we have a few have more ever drinks. Seen... And then we book tickets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. It's only six hundred dollars for me. So.
2: Oh. Right. <laughs>
1: have you ever seen uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty?
2: Yes. Uh huh.
1: I don't know how much I like the movie. I th- I think I like it, but I'm I'm not sure anymore. I think I
0: like it too. But,
1: but the. Uh, the scenes in Iceland are, are very, one, they're they're very fun, but yeah. two, very pretty and and shows Iceland. When you think of Iceland, you think of the Northern Lights and, mm. and all of that. But, but that kind of shows it su- during summertime, if I remember right, and it's very, very pretty. Where
2: he, like, skateboards
1: yeah. down the road a great scene.
2: toward the active volcano.
1: Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh-huh. It's
2: fantastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It, yeah, it's very good all right
2: oh, let's uh, let's go okay okay
1: sounds good oh. i'll drive okay. some of the time
2: okay and i'll drive some of the other times great okay sounds great ben's cool. so good at driving he can drive sometimes too
1: melissa's a great driver oh
2: we that's fine fa- she probably doesn't right? want
1: to though
0: yeah 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 oh
1: all right okay cool if anyone wants to go to iceland with us email us trip it to me mm-hmm. at gmail.com we will support you in going and offer for uh, uh, you to pay for us not to go
2: support financially just to clarify just um emotionally right. support
1: emotionally support you and your endeavor to pay for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. to go to iceland mm-hmm. yes
2: iceland if you would like us to go and then podcast <laughs> along the way detailing all of the amazing things that people should come see that's fine we're we're very happy right to there. do that yeah
1: yeah yeah no I, yeah any any itineraries we give really if anyone wants to pay for us to go yeah. and go along with us even we'll do it done we'll do it
2: we'll we'll it's, do it it's done you want us to go to iceland we'll go you want us to go to spain we'll go brazil we'll go yeah. So basically, anywhere we will go, heck,
1: Delaware, we'll we'll do
2: Delaware. It. We will go and we will podcast the shit out of your state,
1: and we will have a great time. We will, in well, maybe. Delaware. I mean, I'm, we will have a great time with each other. We can't really speak to. I imagine what, there's really good
2: pie in Delaware. I don't know why. That,
1: that I just seems right. I
2: feel like there's really good pie.
1: Just pull out my best cardigan and and Oof. just. Road trip can through go Delaware. Like
2: apple picking and
1: I'm not going apple <laughs> picking.
2: <laughs> okay, that's fine. People get paid to do okay. that here, so maybe unless we get paid
0: to do that. Oh my it, gosh. Yeah.
2: Delaware. We can go to like a Civil War reenactment.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm out I'm out on Delaware.
2: Sorry, Revolutionary War reenactment.
1: Oh, even better. Even better. Wonderful. I love watching wars be reenacted. So much. Um Yeah, any anything else on Iceland? Uh, let's go. Okay.
2: Um I think that's
0: it.
1: All right. I will I do need to point out uh, for my own sake. Hmm. Uh, Iceland plays the bad guys in Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> they are ruthless. Um Right. One of them turns out to be an okay guy at the mm-hmm. end. I think mm-hmm. he says, "Good work, Captain Duck," and uh, it's very funny. Uh, but otherwise, don't they don't seem to be great guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do we think that did- maybe
2: that is a like kind of racist like stereotype, and maybe they were like misrepresenting Iceland because they couldn't say Russia, but they kind of meant Russia.
1: I don't know why they couldn't say Russia, for one, but but I think, I feel like you might be right. But two, it did give us this wonderful phrase that I have taken to heart, Greenland is covered in ice, yeah. and Iceland is very nice.
0: Yes, uh-huh, yeah.
1: Um, I don't, I, I cannot say whether or not that actually came from Mighty Ducks 2, but it's the first place I heard uh-huh. it from. So, um, what's, so what's thank you Mighty Ducks 2. Thank you Emilio Estevez. Oh, thank
2: you so much. What's interesting to me is that here we are like centuries later from when people misnamed... From Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> Greenland and Iceland. And nobody's fixed it? No one's thought, like, hey, maybe we should like correct these names now that like the internet exists.
1: Who's... The Greenland president or, or prime minister or right, whatever right. you are Greenland either, prime minister know. is is not signing off on that <laughs> no one's our no one's gonna go to the Green... industry
2: is based on our name yeah what do you think no Greenland's one's gonna actually like should we should we plan a trip Let's to Greenland It's
1: covered in ice Okay. Well G's coming up in 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 like three months.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would say like six months at this rate. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. C D E F G yeah, like six months. At least at at least least four months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Well, I cannot wait to go to Iceland with you. Peek behind the curtain. We just took a little break. Shelby has more Negroni.
0: Woo. I have a
1: little bit more margarita. And by a little bit, I mean another cup. <laughs> yeah. um, if you were a part of the fan club, the illustrious,
0: yes. incredible fan the club that
1: we give so many benefits to. yeah, yeah. We, um, yeah we love them yeah. even more than we love you. And,
2: and they love us so much because they, they pay $113.95 every month.
1: That's right. For that low price, yeah. you could plus you shipping could and the see what we just did. Yeah. Yeah. I, what are we shipping?
2: I, I don't know. But plus shipping. Uh, we would ship.
1: Us. If you paid us $113 and 95 cents, is that but, what you said? Yeah. Um, if you paid us that, we would ship you something. Yeah. I, I'm confident in saying <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we would.
1: That's per month, though. If you just paid a one-time fee, then no, we we probably wouldn't ship you anything. Yeah, probably no. why would we? Uh, so now we move on to my itinerary, which is is Japan. Uh, if longtime listeners know that we've talked about Japan quite a bit, uh, we had we had a guest on to talk about uh-huh. living in Japan. Hi, Kinsey. Hi, Kinsey. We I think I did two trip reports, mm-hmm. part one and part two mm-hmm. in Japan, yep. and I bring it up often.
2: Yep we're going in 2024
1: or sooner if i if i get shelby to have enough negroni and then
2: (laughs) book those tickets
1: here's a here's a question do you pluralize negroni or is it one it feels like one of those words where if you have multiple it just stays Negroni.
2: negroni um i feel like i have said negroni's but yeah, I don't like it. Uh yeah, I kind of do feel like the plural should just be Negroni. Like I had one Negroni, I had two, I had a picture of Negroni. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the technical answer is for that, but I do kind of think that the plural should be the same as the singular.
1: Yeah, let's make the executive decision okay. and just that, and just that say two
2: Negroni. It, it's just Negroni.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to have a it's a four negroni type of name
2: yeah for those of you i didn't explain this earlier and maybe i should have for those of you who don't know negroni is one part gin one part vermouth and one part Campari, and it is one part a kick in the ass because it is so good and also wow so that's where we're at this is number three that's this is three that's where
1: we're at everybody uh-huh. yep. happy 50th to you
2: Happy 50th to us. Yep. Negroni.
1: It would be cool to be so famous that Marilyn Monroe sang a very famous version of Happy Birthday to you. It would
2: be so cool if she was still alive.
1: She's dead.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So I did Japan and I didn't include... Here here was my rule, because I have talked about it a lot. My thinking was, if I, if I, (laughs) cracking myself up too much today, I don't like it. Um, If I, my my thinking was, if I had, if I got to go anywhere right now, this would be what I would pick. But I didn't want to just talk about things I've already talked about. So I picked the, this whole itinerary seven days. Uh, none of the days are spent in Tokyo or Kyoto. Okay, uh, mm, they are okay. all spent elsewhere. That was my rule for myself. If you're planning a seven day trip to Japan, this would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. But please, this also is maybe my
2: Tokyo and Kyoto. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is maybe my favorite itinerary I've ever planned. Wow. And by maybe, I mean it probably is. But also, yeah, you, you should definitely go to two of the greatest cities in the world. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, we, we do end up staying a couple nights on this itinerary in Kyoto because kind of as a central point and then take day trips from there. But, uh, but otherwise, uh, nothing, I think I've talked about Hiroshima in in mm. another episode yes. yeah. briefly, but, uh, uh, other than that, uh, nothing I've talked nothing I've planned in this itinerary has been talked about besides a weird uh, random debate it to me <laughs> uh, randomly assigned yes. city huh yep. uh, but but th- that's neither here nor there which
2: is very funny because when Ben and I had a conversation recently about like if we were to to plan a trip to Japan and go, in the immediate future, like where would what would what would be at the top of the list? What would we want to do? Where to go? And he mentioned th- some of the places that we talked about on the debate to me, and I was in agreement. Really like funny. yeah, like the Five Lakes that like at the base of yeah. Mount Fuji. Like we definitely have to go. So that was kind of funny that it all tied in together for like this trip. that Very we funny. On. Yeah,
1: that's actually where I'm starting the itinerary yeah. too. No. So wow, yeah, incredible. Wow. Um, before, before we dive into that, buy a, um, buy a JR Rail Pass, yeah. even if you're not doing this mm-hmm. itinerary and going between Tokyo and Kyoto, which you absolutely should do if you're going to Japan, get one of those. If you don't know anything about them, there's this wonderful website called wanderingin.disney.com
2: wanderingin.disney.com uh-huh,
1: the, yep. That details, um, details traveling throughout Japan. Uh, it has a whole post all about it. A
2: convenient link, even where you can go buy yes. your pass.
1: Yeah, and and maybe the the hardworking Perhaps. author and editor of that site would get just a little bit of of the money maybe from it. Maybe
2: his name is Andrew. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe and it would be it would be a wonderful way to buy your pass at the uh-huh. same rate you always would while giving some money to someone who would love <laughs> love to have it.
2: Content creators, yes,
0: yes, uh-huh.
1: yeah. yes. Anyway, uh, but yes, buy a J R L pass, it will take you throughout the country, and uh, is I mean part of part of the allure of many of these countries mm-hmm. we plan itineraries for mm. is. Train rides and and these wonderful modes of transportation that we wouldn't get to take in our home countries.
2: We love slow boats, train rides. um... (laughs) She's stuck. Stuck. I I really wanted a third, but I'm kind of stuck. We really love um, train rides and slow boat rides. Really is is what
0: I'm saying. We do.
1: And boy, do we have them in this itinerary. All right. We're flying into Tokyo because that's probably gonna be the cheapest. Um, right now, flights from LA or Seattle or San Francisco probably gonna you could probably find them under like $700. It is not expensive to go to Japan. Honestly, right now, regardless of the country you're in, like fly, going to Japan, maybe not flying, but going to Japan is cheap as it's ever going to be in our lifetime. The the yen to U.S. or New Zealand or whatever dollar you want is low, and uh, and it, this is an amazing time to go. I don't know how long it'll stay that way. Um, probably for a little bit, but um, at least but until twenty
2: twenty
1: four. Well, we'll cross our fingers okay. uh, and hope that's the case. Or 2023. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, get your JR Rail rail Pass. You fly into Tokyo. There's two um, airports, international airports in Tokyo. Probably doesn't matter which one you fly into, whatever's cheapest. (laughs) And then you're going to take the Shinkansen, uh, which is the bullet train, a Japanese bullet train, to uh, a will apologize right now for all the things I pronounce wrong because this is the start and it's going to continue for another hour. The Odawara station and and from there where you take like a a weird amount of buses or whatever to get to the Fuji Marriott Hotel at Lake Yamanaka. I've also seen it pronounced I've also seen it written as Lake Yat Yanama, uh, Yamanaka Co. Um, but more frequently Yamanaka. So um, I don't. I'm not quite positive which one of those is more correct. But um, this this lake is one of the five lakes that we just mentioned. That's right around Mount Fuji. It offers some brilliant views of Mount Fuji, and and just looks absolutely gorgeous. This uh, this hotel is, well, I think we talked about it last episode. Is the splurge of the trip. Mm-hmm. It is, um, yeah, it's it's gorgeous, and it's not like a huge splurge. It's between two hundred to four hundred dollars a night, depending on the time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, when you get into like the the high threes and four. To me, that's a that's a pretty big yeah, splurge. Yeah, for
0: sure. But if
1: you can find it for like two hundred dollars, that is well worth it. And uh, some of the some of the pictures are just just amazing. Uh-huh. I don't know for sure if you can see all of them from the hotel, but but they make it seem as if you're you're walk out the door and and you get this view of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There are a few. Well, the reason I splurged on this one is because of a lack of options. There just aren't that many places you could Airbnb Mm -hmm. around here, but it's hard to tell what the area is and all that. Yeah. Um, being so close to the lake is appealing. Um, having a hotel with a a um, hot springs bathtub (laughs) also also incredibly appealing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, if you're flying in and you are trying to catch up on sleep, I think this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. You can sleep for a few hours, go walk around the lake mm-hmm. and look at Mount Fuji, and then go back and sleep a little bit more, take a hot bath, all day.
2: What do you think of the, like, the minimalistic, like, kind of quintessential Japanese aesthetic?
1: I think it's very beautiful. hmm um unsurprisingly it really appeals to me yeah i don't always love modern design but i do think the japanese have it kind of nailed down to where it's like oh oh yeah yeah no i I, i'm into that yeah um sometimes i would like like maybe an accent wall or something which they aren't really known for but otherwise um i think it's quite quite pretty Mm. It's not always the most comfortable, speaking from my experience, mm. but but it's uh, very calming and aesthetically pleasing. I think. Yeah. For me, what do you what do you think? I
2: think looking at these photos, it looks very relaxing. It looks like yeah. it would be really hard to make life look like this from a Western <laughs> perspective, because there's so right. much clutter and there's so much stuff but I think embracing this aesthetic is also embracing the decluttering and the minimalistic kind of philosophy about life and so I actually feel like it would be very relaxing and it would be very like you step into this aesthetic and it maybe makes you question things that are superfluous in your life right and and makes you question do i actually need these things is this actually necessary is this actually making my life better or is this extra is it clutter and i kind of like that i kind of like when an aesthetic makes you question how you operate in your daily life and what that actually looks like for you
1: i agree i think there's the best simplistic design, and I'm probably out of my realm here talking about these things. I think the best simplistic design is really attentive to any detail, mm. and you can see that in Japanese gardens, yeah. and you can yeah. see that in, um, in in room designs. Yeah. And it's an odd thing when you compare it to the busy landscapes of Tokyo or uh, or. Or all the neon that mm. that city's known for, um, but it, but it carries a strange, uh, a strange balance of tradition along with mm. along with modern design, yeah. and and I'm really I'm really drawn to, drawn to that. Yeah. If you scroll down, you can see the the pools yeah. and the spas in this place, uh-huh. and they, again, it's it's pretty minimalistic and and and, um yeah fairly modern looking but also like the rock work is so detailed and and the roofing is so elegant and and pretty um that yeah i i am definitely drawn to it Mm -hmm. and you you can see that in temples that were built a thousand years ago or you can see it in in this current design so yeah um, yeah i think i think that's really cool mm. yeah like, like i said on on these on this first day sleep if you want to go go walk around um the lake go go do whatever by the time you get from tokyo to the hotel that'll probably take two to three hours so it's it's a travel day and a sleeping day and uh catch mount fuji at sunset day um, which sounds about right. Mm. Uh, if you've never listened to this show before, uh, I really—I'm one of my hobbies is photography, and I must say that this itinerary is built around how many pictures can I take in a day. <laughs> um, and uh, this is this is the lowest output in a day. But if I got if I got to stand by a lake and, and take pictures of Mount Fuji for a few hours as it led into dusk, Mm. uh, I'd be a very happy person. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, we kept this one pretty simple. There's no, the one food item, this is a, like, like I said, with the places to stay, it's, it's a less populated area. There's, there's less around here than everywhere else on the itinerary. Um, nothing struck my fancy as, as far as food goes. Um, there's some things in the hotel. The one thing that d- did look specific to the region, which is pretty cool. There, it seems like every, every city in Japan, which I guess is similar to other countries is known for something. Um, and, and what's known around this area is hodo noodles. Um, and this is a hearty hot pot dish um, that's local to the Yamanashi prefecture. Um, and yeah, it, it it basically looks like a a somewhat thicker noodle, close to ramen, but but yeah, the, the noodle looks a little thicker and it looks really good.
2: So. I would eat it right now. Yeah, me too. It looks really amazing. <laughs>
1: So being around this area, I I would want to find this somewhere in the next, well, we're here for two days, essentially. So find this for one of the meals, but otherwise grab whatever you can find. Um, Yeah, there was nothing that really stood out. The next day after sleeping in and and just having a nice relaxing day one is a, a choose your own adventure day solely based on the time of year. Uh, if you want to climb Mount Fuji, it seems like that's an option. Um, yes. I actu- actually, Kinsey, who was on the show, uh, did this, mm-hmm. and we didn't really talk about this. I don't think, but but she did this. Uh, it seemed like the climbing. It, there were very specific months. I, I think it was basically July to through September. So it's a pretty limited range. Mm. Um and and I'm not I wouldn't necessarily recommend going to Japan in July or August just because of the humidity. But um but if you're there, that that's the time to do it and and it would be pretty intriguing. It, it seems like the hike only takes about 5 hours, um which is not bad. Um I'm not going to lie. Incredible.
2: When we go, I would love to do that.
1: Yeah, it would be wonderful. It would be
2: really, really cool.
1: If it wasn't such a short time frame, it would definitely be on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the <laughs> suffering through like 100 degrees with <laughs> with like 90% humidity yeah. outweighs wanting to climb Mount yeah. Fuji for but me. But
2: how cool would it be to oh, be able be to so say cool. like, I've climbed Mount Fuji.
1: Oh, so absolutely amazing!
2: How cool is that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if the five hours. I think the five hours was just going up. Right. So right. it does take a bit. Yeah. I know. I think I. I think Kinsey did it and like, started before sunrise, mm-hmm. and I know that's a very common that's thing. Probably the best. There and then way try to, to get up yeah. there. Yeah. Uh huh. So um. So that's what yeah, we'll be, do,
2: right?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. I'm I'm game for anything (laughs) okay if it's not one of those months um, there are a bunch of other options including those five lakes Um, just walking around there hanging out would be wonderful breathtaking views uh, well worth doing there's if you've ever looked at a picture of Mount Fuji with a pagoda in the front um, that pagoda is, oh, I'm going to screw this up because I want to say it in like a Spanish, uh, Churrieto, which again, that, that feels very Spanish, but I, I don't think that's probably how you pronounce it, but that's the pagoda. It's in that area. It's, it's near, uh, Fujisan, which is the city. Um, and I mean, seeing that would be incredible. There's also some lovely cherry blossoms in that area. If that's not your jam, then, um, there's ice caves, which look crazy and amazing. Um, and I would be happy to do them. It, it looks like, um, something out of the labyrinth. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it costs a bit to get there, but, this is in a forest near Mount Fuji uh, at the base of Mount Fuji and they were formed when uh, a neighboring mountain erupted and then uh, and then yeah there's these ice caves um, some of them measure over three meters long the cave is 21 meters underground uh, yeah it looks it looks very cool Shelby
2: I think maybe we just... The whole trip, it's just Fuji.
1: And it's, <laughs> no. and
2: it's ice caves, and it's climbing the mountain, and it's noodles, and I think maybe that's just the whole trip.
1: No, we can't do that. I've got so much oh more to do. Oh my
2: gosh, I just, I'm in love already.
1: Yeah, um, wow. the ice caves look incredible. I, yeah. I had no idea about them until... Um, Until researching this. Okay,
2: this website, it says, One notable aspect of this cave is that there are no echoes. The wall of basaltic rock absorbs sound. There's no echoes in this cave.
1: Yeah, that that doesn't make any sense to me. What?
2: That's wild.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely wild.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Um... Yeah, no, I, I'm really intrigued by these, and you can't really... I didn't find... I looked at two or three websites, and I didn't find, like, a price or anything. Mm. I would imagine you need a tour guide to go down there, but I don't actually know that.
2: We'll find out when uh, we go. We
1: sure will. Uh-huh. Oh, my
0: uh,
1: gosh. Finally, the last option, which I had to include a theme park somewhere on my list, <laughs> is fuji q highland which um looks insane <laughs> um it sits at the base of mount fuji and has some of the world's craziest roller coasters uh which <laughs> i don't know how many of these i'd go on because i'm a little bit afraid <laughs> mm-hmm. but i would have a ball okay. just taking okay. pictures but of if this we place
2: were There, do you think you would go on them
1: not all of them no really they have a they have a swing set that goes like a hundred uh i can't remember how high it went up it's the world's tallest like swing you you know that amusement park ride that like at every fair where they just do the swings this is uh this is that but is the highest
2: (laughs) Um, really you wouldn't want to do that with us
1: Oh, I'd be so afraid. (laughs) (laughs) There are some that I would do, but, um, yeah, it looks like a crazy theme park. The
2: steepest roller coaster in the world. Yeah. And the speediest coaster, the fastest acceleration, the tallest and the fastest roller coaster. What in the world?
1: But the first picture on the website is this crazy view of a a insane roller coaster with mount fuji behind it which is just too much for my little heart to handle honestly (laughs) um yeah also the words food stadium are on that in that (laughs) picture and i am intrigued
2: um i would go on every single ride
1: yeah uh i would go on a few Mm -hmm. a few that i wouldn't usually be willing to Uh so
2: and there's yeah. hot springs and there's a bathhouse.
1: Oh yeah, my gosh, it, it, let's go! It looks like. Let's s- go. So we're only spending like a day and a half in the Fuji area, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, yeah, there's not a shortage of things to do there apparently. Um, later that evening after whatever you go to closes, you're going to take the Shinkansen to Hiroshima. Uh, it's a, it's probably, I believe it's our longest train ride of the whole trip. It's around four hours. Get some sleep. Enjoy that. Um, one of the wonderful things about traveling through Japan or some other countries like it, our Airbnbs are very inexpensive. Mm. Um, one I li- linked, which... As always, if you want the link, um, just email us. Trip it to me at gmail.com. But there's a two-bedroom apartment that's right next to um, the Peace Park Memorial and Peace Park Museum, which is where we'll spend a lot of time in Hiroshima. Um, it it's it can be had for like a hundred sixteen dollars a night, which is incredibly cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it looks... I oh, like it. looks pretty it nice. It looks really good. So, uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you get there that night. The next day is... Well, from here on out, these days are very full. Um, I start the day, day three, in Shukayan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Gardens, which I believe I read means sunken down gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, and these... There's a massive koi pond... Uh, a beautiful bridge that's uh, in this main picture that we get to see here um this is uh also a memorial for the victims of the atomic bomb uh, that that um fell during war, world war ii in hiroshima um the garden's over 400 years old and yeah just just looks really beautiful and, and a and a calming way to start your day. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that this is following this itinerary. This is the heaviest and, and uh, most likely saddest day (laughs) on the itinerary. This would, this would take a lot out of you. I think uh, emotionally, probably not physically as much. There's no trains and, and it's all very compact, but but dealing with the subject, which I think we've talked a little bit about before, is is a lot, and um, yeah. and and starting it off with something as tranquil as garden seemed fitting. Mm. From there, uh, we'll check out Hiroshima Castle, which uh, didn't didn't survive the atomic bomb, but before that was built in the fifteen hundreds. And they built a replica of it in 1958. Uh, the fifth, the the one that was built in the 1500s was before Hiroshima was even a city. Um, the Japanese castles are pretty interesting. They they don't look like your European castles. They're they're very um, they're they're more tall than wide, and they're generally wood. It seems like from from the pictures I've seen. This is one of two that are on this itinerary. This one seems a little um, less grand than the other one, but uh, is very pretty nonetheless. It looks like it's about six stories. Uh, I think you can go inside of of this one, and uh, um, yeah, the, now the castle is a museum that records the history of the city prior to the atomic bombing. It is a faithful representation of the original building. So um yeah all of all of these um all of the things on this itinerary i think or on this day of the itinerary i think there's four of them four or five activities and they're all within two or three miles mm-hmm. of each other they're all very close so um
2: do you yeah, think it's realistic ahead. to get to all of these places and i do day? yeah
1: i do mm-hmm. um I don't have. I mean, obviously, I've never been to this one. Uh, we did go to a, a castle in Osaka, mm. and we just walked around the outside of it. Spent an hour there. Yeah. We could have gone inside. It probably would have added another hour. Mm. But if you if you start your days at eight or nine, which right. I, in in my experience in Japan, everything was kind of eight or nine to to five or six, and then it, and then it closed outside of restaurants. Um, so I, I would recommend that first of all but but yeah I do think you could probably do all of this um, in a day pretty yeah. easily okay. um, the the one well I'll mention this when we get there um, for lunch that day uh, Hiroshima is known for their I'll probably screw this up Okanamiyaka Okanamiyaka Um Which is a Japanese savory pancake dish consisting of wheat, flour, batter, and other ingredients mixed in. Um, Common additions generally include cabbage, meat, and seafood toppings, like uh, and then like a mayo sauce on top. Um, Andori, which is dried seaweed flakes, bonito flakes, and yeah, uh, pickled ginger the yeah it, it seems like again like i said very regional specific um specialties and this is what hiroshima is mm-hmm. best known for and uh, yeah it looks it looks very good uh Jap, the the Jap, japanese cuisine goes a little heavy on mayo for my taste mm. but but um uh that's said Like it usually tastes pretty good.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like mayo does. <laughs> mayo grosses me out, but then I eat it, and it's like, oh yeah, it tastes pretty good. I
2: get that here um, in New Zealand they go heavy on aioli, like with everything, mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah, I feel like that's comparable, mayo and right.
1: aioli. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, all of the okan uh, okanamayaki. Uh There are. There's a, a place in Hiroshima. In fact, there might have been multiple. I think there was one in the main train station as well. But there's a building known as Okanoma... Oh boy. Okonoma mimura Which has 25 restaurants inside of it. Which all serve different types of this, it seemed like. Maybe... I'm sure there's a couple that serve other things too. But... Um, but yeah, the, this seemed like the way to go. Kind of a food hall of sorts that, Whoa. where you can, where you can pick which one you sounds the best to you. So, sounded like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, uh, like I said, the day gets pretty heavy after that, and this is the one where I'm not sure how long it would take. For me, I I think I would spend quite a lot of time in there because I'm pretty slow going through museums. But um, but this is the Hiroshima Peace Memorial Museum, uh, and this is essentially uh, well, it's it's right by the the memorial, which is the atomic bomb dome. You you've probably seen a picture of that at some point in your life, um, but it's, it's kind of a a dome that's that's half half there, half not, and it's one of the only pieces of the city that survived the the blast but the uh the museum it doesn't cost a lot to get in and and they from the reviews i've read it does a nice job of of playing both sides of the coin mm. it, it's not as i mean it would be very easy uh, you get an atomic bomb dropped on your city it would be very easy to be spiteful and and I mean, spiteful doesn't begin to describe the things that people probably felt. Um, but from what I've read, it, it tells the story uh, without much bias, and which, I mean, there were rights and wrongs on both sides of that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So um, It would it would be a fascinating place to go. I, I think this is one of I, I believe the spot, if it, I think all, most of the signage was in English, and if not, they did have headsets um, where where they would describe the exhibits in English. Mm. Um, so so you don't have to really worry about that too much. Mm. If you do, if you, if again, if this is one of your first episodes, I think I covered in our trip reports of japan in uh, more detail like like how you connect to wi-fi and the signage and all of that so go check those out if if you're curious about that um yeah the uh, i think i think this museum rates as one of the main things i'd like to do in mm. japan next time i go mm. um seeing this museum and uh the attached park which is uh, the same name essentially, Hir- Hiroshima Peace Memorial Park, um, which is where that atomic bomb dome is. Um, yeah, th- these two things are, are on top of my list. The uh, The memorial park is where they used to have all of their um, political and uh, kind of like the civic square. And after, <coughs> after the atomic bomb was dropped, they decided to keep it as a park and and let it live as a as a vestige to those who've passed away and 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 then instead of instead of building it back up mm. uh, which is a beautiful notion and <clears throat> and there's a, a wonderful picture on on the link we have of this of this whole park and, and different memorials and in the uh, in the background there's the there's the a dome um which is uh Very somber. I think, I think you can go inside of the dome, uh, which would really, uh, yeah, again, really be something. Uh, all of these things are unicycle world heritage sites, which is cool. And, um, yeah, it's a living piece of history that, again, somber, but, but, um, I, I think again, from the reviews I read, which strike a more hopeful tone than, than mm-hmm. you would probably uh, guess <laughs> yeah. than than they probably needed to. So um, so yeah.
2: There's um it says here that there's um a stone chest holding a register of these names. There's over two hundred twenty thousand people who died either because of the bomb or the radiation from the bomb. Like yeah. two hundred twenty thousand people. So like,
0: many.
2: I think you know you and me, Andrew. Like having, having been, born and raised in the U.S. Like there's never been an attack on the U.S. like that, other than nine right. eleven, and hmm. even that doesn't. I mean 9/11 really compare. was compare
1: between three and four thousand people. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't
2: <laughs> compare at all. Right. And even like Pearl Harbor, like it doesn't compare, and so I no. think it's. It's interesting for those of us living in a country that has been somewhat protected for the last few generations. Um, there's not really anything that we can compare that to. Like, I don't, I don't know what the total population of Japan is, but like, chances are, if if you are Japanese, like, you know someone, or you know someone who's known someone. Who was affected by Hiroshima, and like that's that's incredible. That's a huge impact.
1: Yeah, to think that it was, I mean, less than eighty years ago is
2: yeah. uh, Yeah. It was uh, not that long ago.
1: Yeah, frankly astounding, and and Lord willing, we never see anything like that again. Yeah, uh, regardless of where it's at, so yeah um I I don't know I when when you I don't know if you have any obviously with what you just said there's no mm. similar experience mm. uh, that's the biggest devastation in human history probably at, at least to, as far as one event causing so many yeah. uh, casualties but have you ever been in a uh, in a museum that is more on the somber side. Do you have any similar experience?
2: So when I was in eighth grade, we went to the Holocaust museum in DC Mm -hmm. and yeah, like it, it, it made quite the impression like, which of course, you know, Hiroshima and, and the Holocaust were very similar time frames, both a part of world war two, but, um, I just remember walking through the museum and there were several things that just really stood out, but like as you went through the museum you were given like an identity card and as you went through the different there were different places to like scan your card and they gave you an update of like your person that you were given, like what was happening to them through the Holocaust and through the war. And like most people made it out of this museum and like their person had died. And there were different places where, like, you were put into an elevator shaft where, like, people were crammed into the elevator. Like, people were crammed into these, like, train cars, right? Like, cattle. And one of the most effective, like, demonstrations to me was walking through and seeing all of the shoes because when people were walked through the gas chamber they had to strip and they took off all of their clothing, all of the, all of their shoes and all of their shoes were saved. And so you had all of these people who went into a gas chamber because they were Jews or they were gypsies or they were gay or they were black or whatever. And their shoes were left behind. And there was a hallway that you walked through with all of these glass windows. And on the other side was just all of these shoes. And, it was overwhelming to think of all of the people that were represented by all of the pairs of shoes. And I just remember, even even as being an eighth grader, you know, which is what, like 13, 14 years old,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: coming out of that museum and just being mortified and humbled and really... just really sad right. at like what humanity can do to itself. Yeah. And that's the only thing, the only thing in my experience that can make me really think of, of something like this. Like there certainly sure. are other examples, like things that happened in native, native Americans, you know, it's very comparable. Um, yeah. But that's, that's kind of my experience that really made me, stop and realize, like, the things that we're capable of doing to other people.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think with, you know, with the bomb that we dropped on, on Hiroshima, like, that's kind of the only thing that I have to compare it to. But I think in some ways it's different because it was like, it was so easy, right? It wasn't a series of choices that led us to this place. That caused all of these deaths. It was one choice. It was that simple. It was one choice. It was one action. And then it was all of these lives completely over. Completely done.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever been to... No, I don't. I've never been to a Holocaust museum. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a museum in L.A. that I keep meaning to go to, which is uh, a Japanese-American museum uh, about... Uh, well, I, I think one of the main exhibits is about um, the the camps that were in America during World War II. Um, but I haven't been there yet. So I, I don't think I have anything comparable to that. I've been in some somber, uh, places, but, uh, but nothing of this magnitude for sure. So, um, yeah, it history itself interests me, but, uh, and, uh, and things like this are, I hesitate to ever use the word important because mm-hmm. I think it's overused anymore, but, but obviously this is of utmost importance to yeah. understand. So, um, so yeah, this is, this is a day that I would honestly would put at the highest of highs on my list of, of wanting to do, but but maybe not for the sake of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. It would just be, one, it would be interesting, but two, it would be, um, again, important, I think. Yeah. And uh, to end the night, because you deserve, you deserve a great meal after that, <laughs> um, it's an Indian restaurant strangely enough Hmm. um it's called rupali Hanten, i believe um and yeah just was was one of the higher reviewed um higher rating restaurants in all of the city so uh and and again pretty close to everything else we were doing so it looks good that that's about all i have to say it
2: makes me so hungry yeah I would like to order just one of everything.
1: I I would go for that right now.
2: Oh, yum!
1: Day four, we're taking um, we're taking a day trip. We're still in that Airbnb, so really I, I've tried to condense everything to. I think there are three places we're staying over seven days, even though every day is somewhere different. So, uh, and this is. Maybe the day I'm most excited about. This is uh, Miyajima. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, To get there, because it's a little island, you take a train from from, uh, where we were staying, uh, and then you get off after about half an hour, and then you hop on a ferry, and that's another half hour, and then you're there. Um, We'll start our time in Miyajima, with a little coffee shop for bless Shelby you. bless yeah, you all for Shelby it
2: looks wonderful
1: it does look really cute and I, I do think even though they don't say it on the website i do think they have like food you need to get food because mm. we've got a day planned um after that we have the itsu Itsukushima shrine which is one of the more famous icons in all of japan It was built in the, uh, was it the 700s? It's, um, it is the floating Tory gate, um, which is, uh, pretty recognizable. If you've ever been to Walt Disney World and seen Epcot, this is what that's based off of. Uh, and it is a Tory gate in the middle of water, essentially at high tide. It's like inaccessible. It's, all in water at low tide you could actually walk under it so um we are spending our day around that essentially it'd be great like if if you can plan out your trip this far in advance it'd be great if you could plan it to where you could get to it at low tide and high tide if you could see it at both
2: we can do that right
1: right we sure can okay great um yeah, this was built in 593, it's believed. Uh, yeah, this is a long time. So just a long like time ago.
2: 1,500 years old. It's fine. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. <laughs> there are a, a bunch of buildings along with the shrine that you can walk through that are also in the water. But but obviously they aren't just in the water. You you walk out onto them. Um, and yeah, they, they all kind of set up uh, a framing of, of this Tory Gate that is so, uh, so iconic, I think, more than anything. I, I don't know if I would call it just beautiful or anything, but I mean, I've certainly seen some pictures that are astounding, but, but just the, the view of it floating on the water, just, it's so, so Japanese and, and so Um, in, in stride with the whole country, I feel like it's just a, like, like the Empire State Building or, or something like that, where it's, oh yeah, this is America. This, this just feels like Japan. Um, it is not, it, it is not expensive for admission to any of these buildings. I think it was $3. Yeah, that seems about right. Um. Yeah, five hundred yen, which roughly is three dollars no. right now. Yeah, no. um, to get to get to into all of the buildings you want. So, um, and that's that's pretty standard for any temple or, or shrine you want to go to in Japan.
2: I really like that on this website; it shows both photos of, like at like when the water is high, and and the gate is like floating in water and then when yeah. the tide is low and you can right. walk out like that is so cool
1: so cool um i would again definitely try to be there for the low end the high end um i would i would have a hard time leaving this honestly yeah. just yeah. just trying to uh i i would love to take pictures of it when the when the tide rolls in that would yeah. be a dream come true but we have to leave it for a little bit because there's a gondola that is right near it <coughs> um this is the miyajima Mia Mia sorry ropeway which goes up a decent portion of mount uh mount myzen i think Meeson? Um It goes up and then from there you can take a 30 minute walk up to th- basically the mountains peak and, and this will give you a 360 view of the island essentially, um, which it looks uh, so beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, the, I believe the, the gondola ride was about 10 to 15 minutes, which is not very long. Um, there's, there's many shrines and temples that you can walk through on your way up to the to the peak Uh, you can see that floating temple or floating torii gate from from the top yeah it would uh, this is a must do um it's it looks so cool i think i would be a little bit afraid of these ones
0: (laughs)
2: um it looks like a lot of heights
1: yeah yeah and and these don't look as new as like the brazil one i think i had another uh-huh, uh-huh. S- skyway sort of thing like this um and uh yeah i uh, this one doesn't look as new as that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh do would you like to guess the price on these shelby
2: uh for
1: a one-way ticket because that's what we want to do
2: uh twelve dollars
1: Uh, You were so close. $8 in American money.
2: Okay. Okay. So probably $12 in New Zealand.
1: Uh, Yeah, I could tell you that in just a second. Um, Yeah, uh, very cheap. Yeah, you're exactly right. $12 (gasps) in New Zealand money. Excellent. I don't know why the Gondola Ride is only that much money. Uh, It seems like they could probably double it, maybe triple it, and Uh everyone would still go. Yeah. Um, like I said, in this itinerary, we go one way, we go up because no one wants to climb up. Then we do the half hour climb to the peak and then go down the Daisho Inn Trail. There's three trails going down the mountain. Uh, they take varying amounts of time. This one takes the least amount of time and then ends at the temple we'd like to well, I'd like to go to. I don't know if you all want to go there. Oh, you should.
2: I, I want to go. I want to go.
1: Uh, okay, sounds good.
2: Nobody else matters. I want to go.
1: They don't matter. They, they really don't. don't
2: matter. I want to go.
1: If We're memory go. serves, this temple was completely free to go in, um, which is wonderful. Yeah, it is free. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, so you could walk around the the grounds there's a number of buildings it looks like and um there's a buddhism temple just right at the base of that mountain that we just uh rope weighed i think that's i think that's the phrasing they used uh all the way up and then come down to this it uh yeah it looks looks interesting and uh and if you don't love it hey it's free you, you walk around for 20 minutes and then you leave.
2: And there's definitely a statue of a bird man. Yes, there is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That or Pinocchio.
2: Hmm. It could be that he just has a very large nose.
1: It's very possible. But it
2: kind of looks like a beak.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. I agree with you. Um, yeah, this is kind of a... A stop along the way, but uh, it looks the pictures they have are during fall co- or autumn fall oh, whatever okay. you want to say mm-hmm. during those colors and
2: gorgeous.
1: They're yeah, just astounding. So. And
2: we had said that if we go to Japan, it would be in like autumn, right? Yeah,
1: autumn twenty twenty three.
2: Are we talking like September, October, November? Uh,
1: strangely enough, autumn or fall colors are. In late November, early December in Japan.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
1: For dinner that night, we have my uh, most outlandish pick, maybe? Ugh. I don't love oysters.
2: Oysters?
1: I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't really like them. But everyone said, like, go get oysters. These are the best oysters you've ever had. Uh, and this Hi. is at Kikia. Uh They have different types of oysters. They have raw oysters, of course, but they also have fried and grilled. Um, and I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, I, I like seafood quite a lot, so it doesn't, doesn't take a lot for me to try them. They do have like sets where you can try everything. Uh, grilled oysters, fried oysters, oyster shops, oil pickles. I don't. I don't know. Um, oyster rice, oyster red soup stock, oyster shops, su sukudani. Shelby's gonna throw up.
2: <laughs> I just. I um. I really struggle with. With with food that is um, that like doesn't have a bone structure. Slimy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I was on a work re- retreat maybe uh, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And um, there's a very popular seafood here called, called a kena. And it's kind of like, if you imagine, there's like a, a hard shell and then you open it. It's a very prickly shell. And then you open it and it's like the soft, meaty insides. And um, we <laughs> we were in a spot... And um, there was kina available, but it, it looks horrible. It looks absolutely terrible, like slimy and squishy, and like and I just I just can't do it. I can't do it. So like I have a very hard time with oysters because like there's no bones. It's just really squishy. I just I right. oh I just really struggle, and I don't. I don't
1: like. I don't like raw ones. No, I've I've had I've had one or two that I thought were like, yeah, that's all right. right.
0: Right. But for the
1: most part, it's just what too is the texture salt like? watery. Oh, have you never had one? I just because so
2: yeah. afraid to try because right. I think I would immediately vomit.
1: I'm I'm afraid to tell you that uh, the texture is exactly what you picture. Oh, it's it's no. Like, like, it just like kind of slides I went on this down work I had
2: people trying Kenna for the first time, and the smell was horrible. And then they were trying it, and they were, like, chewing and chewing and chewing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't do this because I'm going to vomit for them. And, like, the texture is, uh, I just, mmm. Um, I'm <laughs> now so I get concerned. That.
1: The, the nice thing about... Oysters or, or really like any shell seafood, I feel like, is if you, like, frame, flame broil it or mm-hmm. or do something to it, then uh, then I think the texture hardens up a little bit. And then it's not just like a slide down your throat situation.
2: Oh, yuck. Yuck. Yeah. Why, would, why would you want food to just, like, slide down your throat? That is I
1: think so some filthy. people genuinely do like the taste and I honestly don't think the taste is bad I don't like it when it's too salt watery but when it's when it has a different flavor than that then then I think oysters taste pretty good like I like them in uh like in a cioppino. I've had them in in that once or twice but uh but yeah, otherwise they you're, you're exactly right. They can be pretty like slimy and and just not that appetizing. I'm willing to give it a shot. Okay. The,
2: okay. the
1: The best seafood I've ever had was in Japan, so right. I feel like they probably catch these like out by the Tory Gate and then just then just take them in for the day.
2: If <laughs> if I was to try, it would be there for sure
1: right i'd rather you try other things than the oysters probably so i'm willing to compromise for this trip in 2023 so good (laughs)
2: 2024 i think you mean
1: what i I don't Uh know 20 uh
2: 24
1: right what um after that it's just sunset at the at the shrine i mean i just want to sit for hours looking at this thing and, and taking the most the dumbest pictures I possibly can of it. I won't be able to come up with anything original, but I will try hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you you take the ferry back to to this to uh, Hiroshima at some point, and and then sleep in the Airbnb. The next morning, um, man, these are some good days. Uh, you you take the shinkansen again and go to Himeji which is home to the Himeji castle which is probably the most famous uh, probably the most famous castle in all of Japan before we go there though we're gonna go just northeast of of the castle which is actually the area we're coming from so it sort of works out um, and we're going to Mount Shosh- Shosha <laughs> uh i believe that was right um and there's a temple here called i'm not gonna get this one right
0: though
1: <laughs> ingyoji that that feels good yeah um, yeah which is where they shot some of the last samurai i cool. believe that's a i don't remember what mo- uh who was in that movie but um yeah i think tom Cruise. I believe it's Tom Cruise. Anyway, it is a a beautiful temple. Very, I mean, it looks very old. It was built over a thousand years ago, so it is very old. It's kind of a wooden feel to it. Uh, if you didn't get enough gondola the previous day, there's another gondola here. Uh, you you're welcome to go enjoy that. Who doesn't want more gondolas? Um, this is kind of at the base of the mountain up, up in Mount Shosha. That is not easy to say for
0: me right now. (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah, it's, it's a temple that, um, I, I wouldn't say it's at the top of my list, but it would be very cool to see and, and seems worth it if you're going to that area anyway. Can I
2: ask you a question? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah that's the point of this show
2: when it comes to temples like what what is your takeaway like like because obviously like spiritually you don't necessarily identify with all of the themes of a temple so like what what's your tempo uh, takeaway as a person when you visit a temple in japan
1: It really depends on the temple.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, There are certain temples... uh, The Golden Pavilion in Kyoto comes to mind... As the prime example... Where it's like... I'm there to see the building. Mm. And this is a tourist spot... But it's very pretty. Mm. (laughs) And well worth my time. And I just want to see this. And I can see the... Appeal of it to those who practice the religion, um, but for me, it's like I'm here to see the building. Other temples, um, other temples definitely fall. And, and I'll mention a couple in in I think it's the next day on this itinerary, but fall under like I, I'm going to get something out of this. Whether mm-hmm. it's I'm just going to sit here for half an hour and and enjoy the the hard work and the, the, um, I don't know the, the uh, people poured their life into these and Mm -hmm. just seeing, seeing that uh, fills me with optimism, I think for, for the human race, for whatever I believe in, for whatever they believe in that that's fine with me. I'm, I'm willing to accept the differences there and, and just hope for the best. (laughs) Uh, so I, I do think there's a difference between getting something for your own, um, getting something that relates to your religion and what you believe. I I think there's room for that spirituality while also getting something else spiritually from, from, Mm. Something that celebrates or or recognizes a different religion. I don't think I don't think they're necessarily mutually exclusive. I, I think I think they can coincide. And and you can get something out of something that doesn't celebrate your own religion. Um, yeah. and and that's that's happened for me. Uh and, and even if you just feel more at peace or or uh, are able to walk around and, and just feel a little more relaxed or or confident or comforted in your own life then then that's that's not nothing that I mean that's I don't know where that comes from and I don't know if it's man-made or or if it's um, something bigger than that so I, I'm happy to Except the mystery in that. Mm. How about you? I don't know how much you've experienced. Like Buddhism or, yeah. or Taoism. Which is what all of these temples are are um, in connection with. But
2: I think in my experience. There's been like Catholic. Like cathedrals. There's been um, like Mayan temples, right? Like, like completely different spiritual experiences. And I think, I think I walk away with the perspective of like, there's something that's like so much bigger than I am. And there's something that people like tap into, whether that's something that i relate to or not like there's something that people recognize is bigger than than themselves and i think that's really powerful to see like this is something that kind of unites us whether like no matter what religion you identify with like i think there's something that like we as people of faith identify with this and in that sense we can uh, kind of all connect and i think in that sense it's it's a lot easier to look at different religions to look at different faiths and go hey we actually have more in common than not you know
1: yeah I, and I
2: it's it's very uniting and it's very it makes our differences seem much, much smaller than our similarities, and I think that yeah. that's really powerful. I agree. Mm.
1: Well, two things: one, you, you, uh, you, and Kurt definitely talked about like um, cathedral fatigue yeah. Yeah. at some point. Yeah. The cool thing about temples is they all look quite a bit different like Mm. some of them will have some of the same architecture themes but for the most part like like you're gonna get something different at every single place which is really cool but two um between all the shrines and temples in in japan or or a number of different countries i'm sure um i i remember walking up Fushimi Inari, which is noticeably absent from this itinerary, <laughs> over, even though it's it's maybe my favorite place in the world, and we hiked up the mountain two and a half miles or, or three miles or so. We get to the top, and uh, someone that was walking alongside us probably passed us at some point, didn't stop, didn't catch his breath, just went and laid a mat down and or not not even laid a mat down, just kneeled. And prayed as soon as he mm-hmm. got up there, and I think about that all the time. Not in that we believe different things, but if if I believed with that same uh, same amount of of loyalty and dedication, then duplicating that that dedication with what Christ showed other people, with what Jesus showed other people, then then that alone um, should make the world like a better place at the mm-hmm. very least. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't matter what it does for me and my eternal damnation or eternal, um, if I get to go to heaven or whatnot, it doesn't, it doesn't, that's that shouldn't be that important to me, honestly. It's that if I believed with that, as much as that man who walked up 3 miles on a hillside without stopping and then immediately fell to his knees praying and and wishing uh, hoping praying whatever well for his family and hoping for good fortune if i if i did that same thing with with the amount of fervor that he he showed if i did that with with what christ showed in the bible then then like i'm I'm helping a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm I'm afraid that I don't do that. I don't mm-hmm. think I do probably. Um I, I think a lot of other religions probably show a lot more dedication than, than we show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but but um I, I think there's something really hopeful about that. Where yeah. whereas um he he's probably thinking something similar. Um mm-hmm. whereas Yeah. And I think about that moment pretty often. uh, And it it was just really beautiful to me. And and I can see it the other way, where it's like, well, he didn't believe in Jesus being the son of God or whatever. So, so it's all for naught, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what we were raised to believe, maybe not necessarily from our parents or anything, but from from church and sort of uh from the scare you into believing god yeah but but if you look at take the time and look at it the other way then i do think there's something really Mm -hmm. optimistic and hopeful about it so um yeah i I think it's beautiful when people show the dedication to something they believe um whether sometimes uh, obviously there are religions that uh, are morally corrupt, mm. but yeah. but and and I'm not trying to confuse all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I just think, I just think the dedication shown uh, in these temples. uh We go back to the first thing we discussed, where like everything is so beautifully detailed, and these gardens are every every grain of sand is meant to be where it's meant to be, uh, and. Like showing, just showing that is so beautiful. Mm. So, um, at the very least it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. All right. Um, after that temple, we're going to go eat more food. (laughs) Great. Um, this is my only eel, um, Eel meal?
0: <laughs> I, everybody that paused was to try to
1: help me not to say that, but then I just gave in. Um, yeah, this is this is the only one of the trip. I love eel. It's one of my favorite f- foods. In Himeji, there's a place called Yamayoshi, which is a delightful name, by the way. And um, they serve a number of different eel dishes, and I would love to eat them all. Just every single one. Set them down in front of me, and I would happily eat every single one.
2: Oh, I'm just not sold.
1: What is it about a eel? Do you know?
2: Um, I, I, I feel oh, like. Oh gosh, if this I, is really long. I'm I, sorry, everybody. I feel like if I ate eel, I probably would be fine. It's just in my brain. It's like a, a like a water snake, and I don't it like a, it. But is it like th- too
1: slimy is that what you are thinking?
2: um i think i think it's just the concept i'm kind of ruined from when ben and i went to lake topo uh, uh gosh like probably two years ago and there was an eel that had like climbed like maybe 30 or 40 feet away from the shoreline And was, like, rotting on the shore. And I was like, how did it even get here? And he was like, oh, they can come onto land. And it just ruined me. It just completely, completely ruined me. But I feel like eating it wouldn't actually be that bad. I feel like it would probably be quite nice and yummy. But I just have this, like, image of, like, a rotting dead eel 40 feet away from the water in my brain. And I think that's what's holding me up.
1: No, I get it. Uh, eels are disgusting. Yeah. Counterpoint. You know what else is disgusting? Like Chickens. everything that we eat. Chickens yeah. are uh-huh. absolutely gross. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs>
2: they're so gross. Um,
1: and eel doesn't have the same texture as some of the slimy seafood that okay. you're thinking of. Okay, that's good. Um. Yeah, it's, it's truly delicious. Okay. Like, I love it so okay. much.
2: I would try it for you. I want
1: some thank you so much from there the reason we're in Himeji for the day is not for that temple but for Himeji castle which is um on uh, if if the floating torii gate and the the a dome are on the top of the list this is rounding out the trio this is Mm -hmm. this is like very very high on my japan bucket list um, Himeji Castle was built in 1609, and is one of the very few old castles or temples like that that hasn't ever been burned down or attacked mm. or anything like that. It has stood since 1609. Um, it it is grand. Um, it it doesn't have that wood uh, architecture that the Hiroshima castle does and it's it's much bigger than the Osaka castle Uh, it's on top of this beautiful rock wall and then just this white um, white building with these art rooftops Uh, yeah it's it's quite gorgeous Um, I I would love to walk around there's a lot of public parks right around it if it's in the, if it's in the springtime, probably going to run into some cherry blossoms. And yeah, I, uh, I'm sad I didn't get to go there And you know, back when we went to Japan. Uh, it was, it was maybe like one, one extra day of the trip away, you know, uh, how, if you had one more day, this is what you would have mm-hmm. done. Um, yeah, this is uh, beautiful and, 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 I'm excited to see it someday. You can go inside of the castle and I absolutely would at this, um, at this one. It's only, uh, at the time of them writing, this was a thousand yen, which is roughly $10 in New Zealand money, probably $6 in, in USD. And yeah, so very cheap. And it looks like you can go all the way to the top, which mm. would be quite a view. So, uh, yeah. Uh, would be near the top of my Japan's do list. So this is a full day after Hameji Castle, which I would be more than happy to stick around through sunset. We're going to go to Kobe, uh, which is Mm -hmm. home to Kobe beef. And we are, um, Kobe looks like a great city full of museums. It's a thriving port city in Japan that I'm sure would be, uh, like like you could spend multiple days there. We are there for a steak dinner and then we're getting the, the heck out of Dodge. <laughs> um Steak ayo mama Ayoama? A Ay- Yeah, we'll go with that. Ayoama? I, I I don't know. Ayoama. Any guess?
2: Ayoama. Yeah.
1: This is one of the first TripAdvisor restaurant reviews with five stars that I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it uh, it has, yeah, I, I, it has 501 reviews and still has five stars. Wow. Um, it's a little building. Um, it looks pretty unassuming. And from what I saw, for lunch at least, the steak started like $20 or less than. And, uh, and then from there, like dinner was like 30, maybe at the most, um, you could pay more if you wanted to, but wow. like, um, yeah. So, so this looks, uh, who doesn't want Kobe B from Kobe? So this was on the way from our, um, from Hamedi Castle to our Airbnb. So why not stop there? Uh, yeah, I, that was probably the meal I uh, how American of me! The meal I was most excited about being the, <laughs> being the beef. We're going to Kyoto next. Uh, the city uh, there's different districts in Kyoto, and Gion is a thriving district, uh, maybe the most modern of all. Kyoto's districts and that there are shops lining the building uh, lighting lining the the roads and there's there's so much to do the nightlife is probably higher or, or more appealing in this section of the city than than anywhere else there's that's where i picked the airbnb because it didn't look that expensive it was like a little over 150 usd mm-hmm. and the first picture was like a giant tub with an umbrella <laughs> beside it, and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, there are there are so many places you could stay in Kyoto. Um, this itinerary kind of assumes that you're gonna stay in Kyoto like a few, like three or four days after the itinerary ends, because why wouldn't you? But um, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, uh, Gion would be an amazing place to stay. Fushimi Inari or the Inari Ward, one of my personal favorites, because it includes Fashimi Inari, um, and you could walk there. Uh, Gion, Higashiyama, uh, any of those places would be an amazing place to stay. But again, Airbnb's very, very reasonably priced. So, um, uh-oh, I think I lost my... I think I lost my Google Doc. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I accidentally closed out of it. Oh, no. So, the next day, we are n- sort of spending in Kyoto, but not really. It's um, it's in... We're going to Kumara and... I don't know how to say this. I, I've got to be honest. It's K-I-B-U-N-E. Kibune or a mm. would be my guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, um, these are in Northern Kyoto, which, uh, is up in the mountains. Kyoto is surrounded by hills and mountains. And, um, for the day you want to p- purchase an Eisen rail pass, I think it was around ten dollars not much um and if you go during fall color season there's a maple tunnel is what they call it they illuminate this tunnel of maple trees oh and yeah. it looks absolutely gorgeous heck uh if yeah. you if you ride back at night time it would be absolutely incredible uh you're using this this rail pass to get anywhere uh, anywhere on this itinerary, you could use it more than what we actually use it for. Um, the first temple on the list is Kurama Dera, which is in the city or town of Kurama. Um, and it's a mountain temple. So you enter the gates and then you hike up like 30 to 45 minutes, and then you find the buildings. Um, if you go in, in the late autumn months, you're likely to find snow, which would be amazing. Um, and yeah, the buildings look astounding, really. Um, uh, they have that, that um, iconic Japanese red, and, and then there's these slanted rooftops. And, and um, yeah, this is thought to be one of the best temples in, in all of Japan. Mm. And if, if uh, Hiroshima, was the top of my list of things I want to do on this itinerary. This would be second. Mm. Um, if not, if not first. So yeah, this temple dates back to seven seventy. 70.
0: Whoa.
1: Just uh, a while ago.
2: <laughs> a few years.
1: <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. Um, it, admission to the temple costs uh, about a dollar 50. And uh, it's open year round and, and yeah, again, if, if you're going during the, the winter months, you're likely to run into snow, the, the temple map itself, which I believe you'd be given, which is very, very fun, a, a cool souvenir, uh, as you enter, this is so cool, uh, you, you start down at the bottom, and then it just kind of winds its way up this hill, um, and, and yeah, I've, I'm sad I didn't do this. It, it totally slipped. Um, like I just truly didn't know about it. and uh, But I, I would have. this would have been one of my Kyoto days mm. if I had known about it. It is a stunning looking temple. Um, from there, after you're done with Gumaradera, uh, you can hike down to a little town called Kibune. Kibune Again, I don't know if it's the summer months, they have this, um, it roughly translates in English to river dining where you're, where they build these temporary buildings that stand on stilts above the river and they're safe. They're built, they're like made of metal and and like they're very sturdy and everything. And then you just sit right along the river. Um, there's a, there's a, I don't I was probably viral Instagram video going around where like noodles come down a a chute of water and then you grab them and this is where that's at um, and then you you cook them and eat them um, and that's at hero bun I don't know if that's how you say it probably and yeah it looks looks incredible you're you're just like sitting right along the river and it's almost like a Gutter, but obviously cleaner. It's all river water and and all of that. And then the they send the noodles down, and you just grab them and and yeah, it's quite incredible.
2: Sign me up.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks so pretty too. Um, all of there, there's multiple. This this is the one where you grab noodles, the hero bun. Um, but there's also places that like serve coffee and 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 other uh, more elegant or or expensive places that serve a more elaborate meal but um in the summertime or or near the summertime this is all the rage so i I would love to
2: i want to grab some noodles from a river gutter i i want that so badly (laughs)
1: I want that for you.
2: Love me some some gutter noodles.
1: <laughs> some river gutter noodles.
2: <laughs> Love me some gutter noodles.
1: From if if you're able to do this, do it. Like like this is this is a very distinct Japanese thing that only happens in certain months and only happens... Like, it happens in Kyoto a little bit, the, the style of dining, but is a very... kabune um, Kaibune? I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce it. that, that town's name, but very specific to that region. And would... Uh, like, you can do it for... It was like 500 yen would be the cheapest one, which is so, so cheap. What, like uh, I think, less
2: than like $5?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the one that um, I mentioned was closer to like 15 or $20, but still, like, do it. You'll probably have to wait in a line. Uh, well worth it, do it. Uh, the other thing down in this town... It, I don't know if I said this, but it's about a 30-minute hike down from um, Kumara Dera, the temple. Um, and you go through like the, the woods, and it's a well-marked path, but it, it seems very, uh, to go back to Iceland, uh, very whimsical mm. and, and very very cute and, and fun. Um, the other thing in Kaibun is the Kaifun Shrine um and this this looks similar to the temple that there's these very pretty uh lamps lining stairways and and that that uh again iconic red just lining the the different paths it um this whole town is kind of along the river and and i think it plays a lot into their culture and history so this uh yeah i would love to do this day if it's the winter months and and you're cold go to the kumara onsen which is the hot springs um and uh japan is full of onsens again hot springs that um they're 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 kind of known for Mm. if depends how comfortable you are like uh, most of them people will be naked um i don't i don't know how much i'd enjoy it thing at all no no i don't know how much i'd enjoy it it sounds pretty relaxing at times and other times Mm. i think i'd be pretty uptight but yeah um but yeah this is right near the the temple that we talked about Mm. and and like just spending a few hours there sounds lovely so
2: that is a really interesting like cultural difference between like the western world and japan right like you have these bathhouses you have like lots of scenarios where like people are like naked and like in the nude and like that's not a western thing at all
1: right yeah not at all not Um, at all like i know melissa just wouldn't want to like there's no interest yeah i think i'd probably be more interested But I'd rather go see things. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if I was there long enough, I think I'd go for it.
2: Like and like, I think it's very similar to like nudist beaches in Europe, right? Where like, yeah, you kind of just go and like maybe you go for the experience and like maybe you get like. Wrapped up in it, and like maybe it's fine, but like that is not Western American culture at all.
1: Not at all. No. Um. Yeah. Now I, I don't know. There, there's got to be something very disarming and relaxing about it. But if you can't get past that, then it would be a horrible experience. Like I it think.
2: would. Be, it would be one thing to like be traveling on your own, right? And like get to the point where you're like. These are strangers. This is fine. And it would be another thing to be traveling, like, with your spouse, right? Where you're like, oh, well, like, that's fine. But then it would be another thing altogether to be traveling, like, with a group of people.
1: No, no, I think that's out.
2: That's, like, that's completely out. Like, that's, that's, that's too far.
1: I don't. I think if I was going to do an onsen, I would do them I would do it by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anyone that I would want to go along with.
2: Because, <laughs> like, um, it's it's different, like, as an individual, you can take on a different culture and appreciate it for what it is and, like, be vulnerable in that sense. But, like, to bring other people with you that are part of your, your culture it's just it's just too much, it's just absolutely too much
1: on the other end, like sitting in a hot spring sounds while this while the snow is like yes. around you, yes, oh my gosh, yes, I think I think I'd be into that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's been yeah. like get get to this itinerary like eight or nine go mm. through all all the stuff i listed and then spend the next two hours in an on it's
2: like okay. it's a busy itinerary right it's like you're gonna be tired right? by the end of it yeah mm.
1: then hop back on a train and and see all those fall, co- fall colors mm.
2: yeah oh that sounds lovely
1: don't mind if i do yeah <laughs> just yeah. just don't wanna just don't want anyone i know to see me
0: no nope. i
1: don't know i, nope. I Honestly, could probably get my brain around it to where it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I've talked about this before. Like, yeah. I'm in my 30s. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Final day. This has gone on so long. I'm so sorry.
2: I know. It's wonderful. But it's a, it's it's,
1: a good itinerary. It's in,
2: in my brain, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to do so many... We're going to do so many of these things in Japan. So, like, it's totally fine. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. You toppled. You fell over.
1: What?
2: I don't know what happened. Uh, You
1: fell. Was that the iPad?
2: Shh. It was the iPad, but I don't know why it decided to fall in that moment.
1: Man, I fell hard.
2: You are okay. You are safe here.
1: I I don't know if I am.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: Uh, I got dizzy just watching. <laughs> uh, oh, no. All right. I think I just added a four to my last. <laughs> anyway, um, day seven. Final day. Trained. Okay, the... <laughs> the... Tra- <laughs> Uh, happy 50th everybody the train (laughs) we're taking the train from kyoto again we're staying in gion and taking it to nara which is about an hour long ride we're getting there (laughs) and we're going to lunch an early lunch uh the the only outside of sushi and ramen which again I, i feel like i just kind of Tried to stay away from things I talked about before. The only Japanese dish I hadn't talked about was curry. And and that's where we're having lunch.
0: It's called
1: mm. Wakakusa Curry Hanpo. Um, or, if you don't look at the TripAdvisor, it's Wakasa Curry Hanpo. So I don't know which one's correct and which one's not. I've read multiple and different reviews so um yeah this is Japanese curry which is more similar to a a stew um than it is like an Indian curry but uh is no less delicious so uh yeah I love it um I I love a good Japanese curry from there we're gonna (laughs) might not say make time for the deer um (laughs) Nara is, the city of Nara is famous for deer just walking around, uh, so many of them, um, like hundreds and hundreds of deer just walking around the city and they'll come up to you like, um, like those baboons that we were talking about a long time ago Uh and, and maybe take your stuff and maybe eat what you have, or maybe they'll just be really cute. Uh, but there's there's a lot of deer all around. No matter where you go, um, it seems like they're slightly more concentrated into the city center, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But but uh, yeah, a lot of deer, a lot and lot of deer. I love it. Yeah, it's it, yeah wonderful. Um, also, there were some deer in a previous day. It was in the, the island day, the Miyajima. Um, there were, there were some deer there too. Uh, we'll do a few other things in Nara besides just look at deer. And then there's the Kofukuji Temple, which is home to the second largest pagoda in all of Japan. It uh, looks like it is five stories, and um, I believe the buildings were free to walk around. Yeah, it, uh, this one was built in 710. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, no, this one this one did cost a little bit of money if you want to go inside the buildings, but the grounds themselves were free to walk around. Uh, there's the five-story pagoda and a few other things to... To look at so um kind of on the way to different things but but mostly you want to go see the pagoda
2: um full disclosure
1: you're still looking at deer i'm
2: still stuck on a deer
1: yeah i this is in there just so you can look at deer
2: <laughs> okay thank you
1: now um, there's a number of options for that last day of itinerary but uh but Nara is thought to be really really like an amazing city so um you could spend more time in Kobe but Kobe doesn't have deer they just have meat and museums
2: (laughs) things to eat not things to pet
1: that's right maybe eh, never mind (laughs) maybe both yeah, right. You could like pick out um, what
2: deer you want to eat.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I <don't> like that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, another shrine in Nara is the Kasuga Taisha. Uh, this says um I believe this one was let's see, was this one free? Yeah. Yes, the outer area is free and it was kind of on our way to the the final thing in Nara. Um it it has uh, a lot of a lot of grounds to walk around that looked like it was quite big and a botanical garden and, and just this Nara outside of the deer is one home to a lot of different food but also home to a lot of shrines and and, and temples that looked pretty interesting. So um, and it seemed like a, a, nice day trip. Um, this, this, uh, the Kasuga Taisha is known for its lanterns, which I am an absolute sucker for. I love a good light fixture. It's and, true. Yeah. And this is, this is home. I mean, that's why it's on the itinerary. Fine. Finally, we have the Todaiji Temple which is home to, this is quite a qualification. It was home to the largest indoor bronze Buddha statue in the world. Um, There, yeah, there's a picture of it in our links and it, it's, yeah, it's big. (laughs) Um, The, the building itself that it's in is, is beautiful and and looks uh, old and made of, it looks like wood. uh, I think it was built. Yeah, the temple was constructed and constructed in 752, uh, and uh, was the head temple of all provincial Buddhist temples in Japan. Um, yeah, so uh, a very important important building to the country and and also just uh, quite striking. I don't. I'm not sure that this. We talked about what you might get from going to a temple. This just might be the surface level one where you're just like, "Oh my gosh, that's really big," and there's a ton of people here. But I'm impressed by that, um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes those are well worth seeing, hmm. even if there's, even if you're surrounded by other tourists yeah. who are crowding you. So
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh also there's deer here, so um so you might as well go.
2: Not upset about
1: it. Yeah, I didn't think so. Last meal of the trip is at a Michelin star uh, Bib Gourmand restaurant called mm. Oh my gosh, why did I leave the hardest <laughs> one to pronounce for last? You wanna you wanna try this?
0: Oh
2: oh uh Nidame izumobosa, dandan.
1: No, you you got the B and the S mixed up there.
2: Oh, izumusoba, izumusoba. Ah, yeah, yeah. Dandan, izumusoba, dan. dandan.
1: Um, yeah, this <laughs> is this is a place known for their soba, which is noodles. Um, local cuisine. oh boy, local <laughs> cuisine, uh, and. Yeah, they, they milled their own buckwheat. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Yeah, good for them. Good on uh, them. The thin Jiwari soba is served with broth pour- poured over it. Another cultural tradition of Izumo is the three-tiered vermilion lacquered serving dish called a warigo.
0: Wow.
1: It does look... Like a, the I, I see the serving dish they're talking about. There's noodles, and I really would love to find out what's in the two dishes below it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, looks looks delicious. I I love some noodles, so, mm. um, well we'll end there. That's the itinerary, everyone. I feel like I've talked about it for three hours, Yum. but it's well worth talking about.
2: I just want to eat it and see it, and I'm still wrapping my brain around the whole, like, n- no clothes thing. But, like... Oh, okay. But, like,
1: I... I didn't know if it would be that or the deer.
2: So. <laughs> oh, I'm fully on board for the
0: deer.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the
1: record, we really don't need to do the hunts, and I, I don't think I will ever do them never say never but
2: i i I really do feel like it's one of those things where like if 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 it was like a solo thing you could probably overcome it but like if you were traveling with people i think it would be quite difficult i agree yeah
1: i think it's one of those things where i'd like to do but i don't know if i could get past yeah i don't know if i could get myself to do it
2: yeah like, I remember Misway, um, our right. music teacher, our lecturer at uni, talking incredible about how she person. would. Uh, uh, absolutely incredible person. How she would go home to Japan and go to these bathhouses. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just don't know how you do it. Right. It's not in our culture.
1: No, not not really. Mm-mm. The closest we get is saunas, I think. Yeah. And yeah. And even that is quite I, gendered. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I I do think a lot of onsens are gendered mm. from what I've read.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I don't know if that makes people feel more comfortable, but um,
2: yeah. But dear. I just so many deer. I just want to feed them and 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 cuddle them a little bit and like okay. I come I come from a place in Oregon where like you go to Ashland and depending on where you where you end up for the night you can be surrounded by like 15 to 20 deer and like that's fairly normal but like I just kind of want to give them a hug and I want to give them some food you know like that could be I that think- could be very nice.
1: I think you could yeah quite easily yeah yeah do you want to give me 15 seconds to rattle off things that you should do in Kyoto and Tokyo
2: absolutely
1: okay tell me when
2: okay start
1: Uh, you should go to Fushimi Inari the Silver Pavilion Mm -hmm. the Kyoto Monkey Park uh, you should definitely go to Tokyo Disney Sea. You should <laughs> go to the Robot Restaurant ah, in Sin- yeah. Shinjuku, and you should go shop shopping in Shibuya, and those are in Tokyo. You should um, go to akihambra I think that I think I've got that right. That's in Tokyo. That's a little like um, little <coughs> like uh, ni- niche rest, uh, ni- not restaurant, shop niche shops. There we go. And then you should see every temple you can in in Kyoto. You should do the railway museum.
2: That's like that's eight things.
1: I think I was over fifteen seconds, so I stopped. But I could have named a yeah. lot more.
2: I wasn't I wasn't gonna stop you, but I appreciated all the different things.
1: I mean, we were three hours and twenty five minutes in, so I figured we should. What
2: is probably... a few more seconds? What does it yeah. matter? <laughs>
1: yeah. That's true.
2: Yeah. Oh, my all gosh. Right. Okay, so we're going to go to Iceland and see okay. all the extraordinary natural things. And then we're going to go to Japan. And then we're going to see okay. all of the temples, all the natural wildlife. We're going to have the best cuisine. It's going to be wonderful.
1: Shelby will we well eat oysters. Oh,
2: Maybe eel.
1: <laughs> okay, eel, eel. That's fine. I
2: just it's just a texture thing.
1: It did look like a lot of cute cafes in in instead of the oysters. So
2: I was not upset about it.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll, we'll do yeah. the cute cafes instead.
2: Okay. Okay. I All think right. um overall I'm I'm very excited about these dream trips. Um, yeah. I think as soon as we um get to go, it's gonna be very, very exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to it yeah our sponsors f- are just so generous and they're gonna send us there and um, I'm very grateful
1: all we need is 50 sponsors <laughs> each giving a hundred dollars and yeah, we could it. probably we could probably do one of these yeah. maybe yeah so um just so sign up
2: absolutely just email us at uh, email us trip it to me at gmail.com
1: <laughs> All right, everyone. We will be back. I think we haven't asked me anything coming up and then a very special holiday episode that we are so excited about. So oh, stay tuned boy and thank you all again. It's been a wonderful fifty episodes and I'm excited about the next fifty. Oh
2: happy fiftieth
1: happy fiftieth oh. Thank you everybody. Thanks bye bye.